so this is no sold episode 61 we're back again east west connection fresh off of all in in wembley we're uh still on a high or a low depending on how you felt about the show but frank i do want to hear from you on the west side because i know you had a lot of fomo going in like you wanted to be there post-match do you wish you made those miles um yes and no no because uh they're doing it again you know spoiler they're gonna do it again next year so now i feel like i could be you know i could maybe plan it better or whatever to be into you know with that huge audience but uh yeah i mean when you when like the show or not seeing all those people in a non-wwe show was kind of like tripping me out you know what i mean and so like i did have fomo from that aspect like damn there's 80,000 people in this building you know what I mean and it was like super loud on the pre-show so I was just like damn I wanted to be there but other than that I'm all right it was the show is what it is we'll talk about it and I'll go next year (laughs) Duke um we'll get to the kangaroo kicks and the uh double clotheslines eventually the 80,000 strong but before we get into all in these podcasts are little difficult because I I feel like they're, like I said, highs and lows in wrestling. Last week was a double gut punch because we lost Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt within days, which is surreal to even say out loud, uh, especially the Bray Wyatt being so young. But how'd you guys take the news uh, first of Terry Funk? Because I don't want to lump them together necessarily. But Terry Funk, I know uh, respected amongst this community, Especially, I know both of you guys, big fans of uh, Terry Funk's ECW stuff and well beyond that. But how'd you guys take the news of the passing of uh, legendary Terry Funk? I mean, you know, we don't want to lump them together, but inevitably we will because, you know, Funk was 78 years old. Like, he lived a full life. He had a tremendous career. Like, he was... A man's man like you you can read up on you know the stuff that he that he did you know behind the scenes besides being just an exceptional pro wrestler he was an exceptional man um the Bray Wyatt thing is just of man like that hurts man like you know a 36 year old guy like that's you know arguably in the prime of his career you know he had a he was, I think, you know, trying to find himself, you know, with this new run. But, um, man, what a, like you mentioned, like a gut punch. Like, that that really sucked, man. Like, I was, like, really, like, I was crying, man. Like, teary-eyed about, not full-blown crying, but, like, I was emotional, man. Like, at one point, like, I mean, I won't speak for you guys, but he was, like, my favorite dude. Like, we were all huge fans of the Wyatt family. Um you know, I sent you guys that video from like, I don't know, 2015 or something. Like we did a funny little, Mm -hmm. like we're here thing, you know? Um, and it's crazy to think that like two thirds of the Wyatt family, like the original Wyatt family is now gone. Like it's, it's a real bummer, man. And like, I mean, definitely, uh, for funk and for Bray, like keep them alive in their memories, like watch their stuff show your friends their stuff um yeah man it's a it's a big bummer it was it was tough 
Yeah, Frank. Yeah, uh, like, like I said, no, real just... quick, I, I was going to say uh, we don't want to lump them together, but inevitably we will because it is unprecedented to have, you know, these two two icons in wrestling, one who was active for all intents and purposes, um, pass within days. So, yeah, uh, obviously tough times. But did you hear the news and the surprise? Yeah, us? I mean, dude, unfortunately with bray i heard the news in a very similar fashion that's it's what made it super eerie for me like i was driving got a text brody lee passed and it was like what and it was the same thing driving home got a text bray Wyatt is gone and it's like messes with your head you know what i mean especially when these guys are young and i feel like they're closer to my age well bray was exactly my age you know um it's uh you know it's sad it's sad brody like hit me really hard uh Briscoe hit me really hard, you know, because I, I just feel like it was I could relate to them more. I was seeing them in the Indies all the way to however far they made it. And you grow with these guys. And then Bray was just another one of these guys. You know, we saw it in a different way come through NXT and stuff like that. And we always cheered for him because of the last name, you know, and then he ended up being the coolest thing for a long time. And we love Bray. We love that whole family. It's sad. You know. It doesn't seem right, but. Unfortunately, that's like this business. We lose our favorite guys often. You know what I mean? And Funker was another dude. And it's um, at least, you know, with Funk, you know, he he aged. He wasn't doing the greatest the last year or two. We all kind of like knew it. So it, it's sad to see him go. I loved him. Um, he was in my dream matches, him and Punk. You know what I mean? It was in one of those dream matches that I made, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like Harry uh, going. It was it was a sad day there. Um you know, it's just a bummer. Two days in a row, two sad, you know, stories like that. It was just, it kind of like trips my head out. But, uh, you know, Terry Funk forever, you know, Bray Wyatt forever, you know, and that's how it is. Yeah, same. It's one of those where you remember exactly where you were when you hear the passing as far as Bray Wyatt goes. Um, Terry Funk, like you guys mentioned, long life, legendary career. One of the most influential, uh, without a doubt. You know what I'm saying? Especially with today's, um, you think of Moxley and some of these guys that really model them, their movements even after Funk. You can see the, if you go back and watch Funk and then you watch Moxley, you could see the inspiration. But yeah, Terry Funk, um, you know, I didn't get to see him, I guess, in the incarnation where he was like a great worker, which Bret Hart would write a mm -hmm. really great paragraph about the worker, Terry Funk. And then, you know, we were exposed to the ECW being in Philly and um, obviously all the work he did in between the, the early WWF stuff, Duke, you and I, we always looked to that as as underrated because it was such a brief period where he portrayed that sort of like literal cowboy at the saloon, spitting tar in the camera, you know, just really great work. Um, so Terry What's Funk. funny is like coincidentally, uh, so last week after the podcast it's crazy i watched him versus hulk hogan on saturday night's main event like legit and then you know the next day or so like yeah well we we actually mentioned on this podcast because we were talking about um the big event recently and i said mm -hmm. thankfully you know back at double cross ranch the, the funks are still alive and well unfortunately yep. you know that that didn't last that much longer, but it's just sad. It, it was, it was definitely a gut punch there. And then the Bray Wyatt thing, once again, you, you just know exactly where you were. I'm pulling out of the driveway. I'm getting texts from a few different guys, mm -hmm. a few of you guys, I think Mike or Frank, but um, 
I, texted I actually I froze. I, I, I was like, you know, it's like one of those things like you just and like I didn't the emotion like didn't come over me at that point. But as the night went on, Sharon and I were out and I just she's like, I could tell that's bothering you way more than he mm-hmm. thought it would. And it was like in my mm-hmm. it's like you said, Frankie's your age. It's very, mm-hmm. very weird to think about it in that way. And then you think about the kids and you think yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you think about Brody and you're just like sad, man. They, that's uh, what I mean. About these sad times. The tribute that they gave to him, I didn't see it live, but I did watch it. Yeah, it wow. was very nice, but um that's what always gets you, man. They show him with the family, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like those kids are gonna grow up without a dad now. And he's one of these guys, man, that like, you know. I think what you guys are saying is, of course, we question our own mortality when something like this happens, because you never know, man. You never know what's going to happen when, you know, when it's going to happen, when your number's up. And like, I just want to be one of those guys like Bray Wyatt, where when I go, like, I want people to talk good, you know, like. Mm I'm getting fucked yeah, yeah. up, man, from this. You know, like it it sucks. Like it's a bummer. It really uh it really was. It was a he was a great dude. Like and something people might not know is um because you know Bray Wyatt, you don't hear Rotunda, you don't hear Wyndham. Yeah, he was a third generation wrestler, and uh this guy came from like a royal family of wrestling. Blackjack Mulligan was his grandfather, Barry Wyndham's his uncle, Mike Rotunda. IRS, Erwin R. Seister, um, who I've put over numerous times on this show, um, you know, as his dad. And like uh, you could say that he made a bigger mark than they did in a faster time. Like you could because there's a generation of kids, man, that are going to goat this dude, you know, like without a doubt. Yeah, he's one of their Mount Rushmore and deservedly so, man, because he. He had it, dude. He had it. And it's a it's a real shame. Yeah, with Bray Wyatt, the thing that comes to mind is that we always were saying, like, oh, Michael McGillicuddy, come on, he's Mr. Perfect Son. Just make him perfect. Or Ted DiBiase Jr., just give him the million-dollar belt. They zagged with Bray Wyatt and went a whole other route, but it worked. I'm like, you're glad they kind of didn't mention the family in a way, like the Rotundas or the, mm-hmm. the Wyndhams, because yeah. he was so good at creating his own thing. One of the very few... And look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I didn't bury his, uh, you know, sort of work Recent over the last, yeah. <clears throat> last year because that's what we do here. We critique this stuff, yeah. but it, but like it's no ill will. I think the pre, the Bray Wyatt family stuff from 2013 on, Duke, I'm, you know, I'm with you. Like that stuff was amazing. It was on, and, and, and at a time when it was really yeah. weak, weak in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, some of my like, Dude, I love them versus the Shield, man. I love that match. Like, mm-hmm. I'll put that match on like every now and then because I love it that much, you know. But Bray, besides like the in ring and everything, he had he told stories, and that's what you know. That's what I want in pro wrestling. I want stories that and characters that captivate me. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. on top of the fact he was believable, you believed he'd beat the crap out of someone, you know. Big dude, you know. Um. And Terry Funk, again, we don't want to like just gloss over this guy. Terry Funk is a legend. He was mentioned in our greatest of all time um, mm-hmm. list. You know, uh, he's I heard a quote and I, I think it's great. It's like um, 
he's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like, that's that's what it is, because this dude was I mean, we speak highly of Bret Hart. Obviously, he's he's one of the best to ever do it. And when Bret Hart is putting you over the way he did, like, yeah, take a take a minute this week. Go watch some Terry Funk stuff. Watch the Terry Funk retirement show when he faces Bret Hart mm -hmm. and listen to what Bret says to him before the match. You know, mm -hmm. Bret was a heel and eventually, you know, he goes heel after the fact, but he really is speaking from the heart when he talks about Terry Funk. So rest in peace, peace to both of those guys. We got to yeah. chill out with these wrestling deaths, man. You know, like it's yeah. It's been twenty twenty three has been a rough one. They're they're really? always rough, like you said, Frank. Every year it seems this one coming from all angles, um, and and with those two, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt last week, we just wanted to pay our respects, Terry Funk forever, Bray Wyatt forever, Wyatt family forever. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, two of those two of those boys, um, shame. And like I said, this is tough when we do these podcasts because there's highs and lows. And, and we came into the weekend, or at least I did, looking for an escape from some of that sad news. And and I do want to shout out, you know, the WWE's tribute show was was very good for all intents and purposes. I think mm -hmm. they they did a hell of a job with their production as usual, put together a great video package in like 24 hours, edited this beautiful thing. Um, so that was nice to see. But you come into the weekend looking for an escape. There was a level of optimism for all in. Despite the lackluster bill, which Frank and I touched on on last week's talk elite, we were even saying how the build hasn't been great. But we said, talk to us next week. And here we are <laughs> to talk about it and go into it. A little backstory. At the end of last year, I said, I think AW is ready to take, you know, take a shot, <laughs> take a stadium show, go at a stadium show. We we mentioned it. We kind of manifested it on those sold. And then it happened. So it was exciting to hear that they'd be doing this, especially at Wembley with all that history. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I just want to say before we get into it, that I love wrestling, you know, always and forever, but I'm going to be a little, I want to be stiff on some of the show because um, we'll see if, you know, it lived up to the hype for you guys, but the bill wasn't all, all that, but here we are all in, let's get into it. London, England, Wembley 20, no, what is it? 31 years later from SummerSlam almost to the mm -hmm. day from SummerSlam 92. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we mentioned that was intent, like an intentional move by Tony Khan, which was cool to bring it all the way back right around the time. So let's get into it. Frank, start with you because um, we're doing this podcast to review the show. Obviously, we want to go through it the best we can, match by match. But the overall feeling, can I get you just from the start, overall feeling going into all in because we talked about the show wasn't you know the best build but were you were you ready to see the greatest wrestling show of all time sunday morning i mean greatest wrestling show of all time is always i hope for the greatest wrestling show every time i watch one you know what i mean so i wasn't expecting the greatest show of all time but i was super hyped um okay. you know but that's how it goes right like we get hype whether we could watch 50 episodes of raw in a year and hate every second of it but when mania comes around we're still a little jacked for it, right? Or the rumble, let's say, maybe more so nowadays. So, like, yeah, I was still, I was still jacked for it. I was pumped. I, the people around me were pumped to like get together and see it. So, yeah, I was excited. Um, and I left satisfied. I'm not gonna say I was. I left there like thinking my life had changed. You know what I mean? In pro wrestling, 
had reached a new like zenith or whatever. Oh, okay. but I, 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 I did enjoy it. And I'm going to be the positive Pete on this episode of No Sold. And we got a couple of negative Nancy's joining. <laughs> negative Nellies. Everybody know. We're just going to, I'm going to preface it. That's, that's the uh, vibe I've been getting. Positive PD coming through. I like it. Look, I want to put over some of these shows and events. And Duke, when wrestling is good, we love it. When it's bad, I think me personally, I start to resent it. I start to get a little <laughs> bitter at it because it's, it's <laughs> you know that. But um, yeah. I'm trying my best not that. to judge. <laughs> I saw it firsthand on Sunday. I, I we, missed. I well, missed hey. recording. I missed recording this guy by a minute, Frank. You would have <laughs> died, man. I told Him Sharon. Turn, I said, Sharon, yes, let what? me know if this guy marks out because I know he's only going to be a grump with me. Nah, you know, I wanted to. I wanted to mark out. Yo, was I not trying to be the positive Pete for most of the undercard? Uh yeah, I guess so. Because we had a man uh, in the house Pete by the is, name is of Zern. Thing? Uh, I think uh, Mike's, it. Mike's, let me tell you, uh, spoiler warning, guys, on the pre-show, Jungle Jack lost, and Mike was devastated. Mike was out. I mean, like, it was, it was so funny. Like, yeah. his reaction, you would have thought that, like, you know, his favorite wrestler, lost. like, just lost the world title. <laughs> well, he had said, he's like, if Jack loses this title... I'm leaving. I'm not even going to start the show. Yeah. And then like literally four seconds later, he got pinned and I'm like, you know, right, there bye. it is. Bye bye. bye. And then later. there was another funny. I don't know when it was, but he had oh, another. Funny it was reaction. it was a it, it was, was a certain match, match <laughs> with trios trios titles. He was OK. Yeah. He almost oh, failed. Yeah, on yeah, the whole yeah, show yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. I was, not, I was I was down mm-hmm. with that as well. Yeah. I can't wait we'll to get hear there. Frank's uh, review. You know, look, let me just real let me quick. Just, I just Let want to me say real talk quick. to you. Oh, geez. <laughs> we didn't discuss our opinions pre-show, so I want to hear all this fresh, you know. But go ahead, right. go ahead, well, just pre-show, I just wanted to... My big thing, every time, you know, we do... We talk about, like, um, we preview these shows, I'm like, I just want to have fun. I want to have a good experience. You know, we'll get some good food, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... I had the pleasure of spending the time with John, our boy Zern, Ed, Sharon, Owen, who's my new best friend. Um, I got to meet Matthew and his girlfriend, and it was awesome. Like, I had a great day. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of the event, I just wanted to preface it with that because, like, it was a lot of fun and I was in a good mood. So it's not like that had any bearing on, like, my critique of the show. Just an FYI. No, that's fair. And at the end of the day, these are just three men's opinions. This is, uh, you know, we're all going to have different views on this. And the thing is, nowadays, I mean, after the Cody Rhodes loss at Mania, me traveling all the way to L.A., like, I, I think that took a lot out of my soul. I don't know if I could get angry enough at a wrestling show to, like, lose sleep or whatever. But um, I did get a little grumpier as the show went on. <laughs> As Frank might hear. But, Tony Khan uh, is a loser. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing I said at the end of the is show. Is that what you said? I didn't really, like, critique the show until the end of it. And I said, Tony Khan's a loser. A loser, yeah. Okay. And I just missed it. Which man. is subjective like, because, you know, uh, he's a winner in a, in a lot of categories, technically. I mean, he's yeah. winning. He's winning. Well, he did mention that he's not turning over a profit yet. So, technically, you're not winning if you're still struggling to actually turn a profit over. If we're I being mean, fair, five year, five years in the business, you know, 
start a business and see how much profit you get in five years. I did it year one. Just saying. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, what 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 you got to think of with this? This is three people's opinions, and you're you're watching a show. Some people watch wrestling just to have fun. I think Mm -hmm. that's why Frank. Maybe you were satisfied. You just you wanted to have fun. I some people like action and moves and matches for the sake of putting on like the show, like the aerobics and the athleticism, I guess. And then Duke, you mentioned looking to be emotionally invested and connected to the story, the characters, much like me. And maybe this didn't hit for you, but um, let's go into, you know, let's go through the, the opening match because the zero hour you already covered Jack Perry. He lost to, to Hook. And unfortunately, the FTW title still alive and well. Um, I thought it would be retired by Jungle Boy Jack, not to be. Tag titles changed hands, Ring of Honor tag titles. So they did go through with the match. And Frank, your prediction was that Cole or MJF maybe would like walk out on each other. You yeah. not to be Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole for the ROH tag titles. We got new champs. Dude, nothing we said about. MJF and Cole was to be to be fair. Nah. You know what I mean? Like literally not. They they just they went and they did what they did. Yeah, this tag match, dude. I mean, the crowd was into it. You know, I don't get it. I don't understand why they need the tag team Ring of Honor tag team titles. I don't know why Aussie Open has to take those take that loss. They they haven't had those belts that long to begin with. That's listen. Like you can you can maybe justify the main event. Um thing if you're just talking business you know what i mean for them and stuff like that but like i don't understand having two matches on the show opening the pre-show having them win another company's tag team titles off some young guy i I just don't get all of that i don't see the point it's kind of pointless to me match wasn't long it was fine i guess you know what i mean Um, safe safe stuff yeah i don't yeah it's very safe yeah I, i did mention that that night very safe which you could tell obviously secure that main event but yeah i mean didn't do anything for me it was it was fine I was surprised they won the belts because I thought it was super pointless, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, the story, Adam Cole never held the ROH tag titles. I think that was his motivation. Them as a team, we'll discuss more in the main event. Duke, let's start with the first match, though. CM Punk, Samoa Joe. Like you said, I was happy to have everybody here. Zern, Ed, you. We were all watching together, um, so that made it more fun. This match, and, and we did talk a lot of, you know, nonsense throughout some of these matches where we were just kind of um you know just waiting to be captivated i guess but this one at least had two guys that we know very well punk and joe so what you think to kick it off with this match cm punk's first man out technically well actually it was joe but then cm punk yeah i think you made the joke he had to get out of there before the elite i was game was that you said that 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 said that yeah and i wouldn't be surprised in that ridiculous uh, locker room but I think this match honestly was a complete waste of CM Punk I said that going in um, all due respect to Joe but like I don't know CM Punk and Kenny Omega CM Punk and Will Ospreay CM Punk and five other guys that you can think of you know CM Punk just, and Chris Jericho I mean that's been done though you do, all, like you do all the big matches at WrestleMania one. I understand. I'm not disagreeing with you. Obviously, I want yeah, to yeah, yeah. CM Punk. Yeah. You know, but you shoot your load at WrestleMania one, and then you get well, a WrestleMania you the, two. You, you get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah. 
Well, I do want to, yeah, go ahead, Duke, to talk about this match. No, it's just, I, I just, um, I thought the match was good. You know, anything Sam Punk's involved in is usually good, honestly, for me, because mm-hmm. he's captivating, because he's a character, because he's polarizing. He gets a reaction. You're invested, you know. Um, I thought this match was good. I just, I felt like um, Punk's bigger than this to me. Again, all due respect to Samoa Joe. But he's not in Sam Punk's stratosphere, in my opinion. And, like, I would rather see him, you know, if he's in the main event against Kenny Omega, like, that's... Well, yeah. Obviously, you know, like, it's pretty much a no-brainer. Or, you know, them and him and FTR against the the Young Bucks and Kenny, you know, something, something, Mm -hmm. but... Well, that's what we had. Very... Um, we had like thought of that to be yeah, match four months ago, or yep. three months ago. But that was not mm-hmm. to be. And Frank and I talked about that last week. That this is what it is. And yeah. now you got Joe and Punk. And Joe that coming from said, NXT, it was a good match. And mm-hmm. then ROH, you know, he's carrying the ROH title. So I, I'm with you though. He's not necessarily on the same level as Punk. Yeah. So it, it feels off. I know they're trying to finish like a rivalry, so to speak. But mm-hmm. um, Frank, what did you think of the match itself? Um. I love the match, actually. I was into it. And I wasn't high on this matchup like Duke and you guys. Um, not high on the matchup, because especially we talked about it on, you know, Talk Elite. They just did it. You know what I mean? So it was like, uh, you know, and like, I think I was hoping that this match would be a little longer than it was, you know, to like, all right, you're going to make us get the proper match that wasn't the Owen Hart tournament. Make it a little longer. If it was 20 minutes, you know, solid. Maybe I would have uh like loved it, loved it. I liked it a lot though. I did. Um, it's probably it's my second or third favorite match on the show, and I, and it's growing the more I think about it. I just really enjoyed it. You know, it's punk though, and we're you know I'm a mm-hmm. punk guy. Um, I was saying during the show, I was watching Joe and like smiling, and I was just like, like I'm a fan of Joe, and that's never been the case. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was like, I'm a fan of Samoa Joe right now. So I guess I'm in at the moment. I'm more into the guy, so I was able to accept the matchup you know as it's happening it, it is what it is this is what we're getting it's a classic rivalry for a promotion we love you know what i mean so it's sort of like I, I was able to wrap my head around it and i thought it was a good match and i think joe was i think joe is on the coolest little run he's had in his career personally i know there's impact guys will tell you i'm insane for thinking that our nxt marks you know but it's just yeah. like to me it's been cool he's been having solid matches he's kind of been a badass without feeling like the same old Samoa Joe badass that he's been his whole career, you know, and like I've I've enjoyed him. So I enjoyed this matchup. I wish it was five minutes longer, to be real. Um, and yeah, it's one of my it's a top three match of the night for me personally. So I liked certain parts of this match, uh, for sure. I do think it felt like a step down for CM Punk, if I'm being honest, especially to open the show because it's not what I, you know, would have drawn up, but that's not the point. I didn't get to you know, write this show or put the show on. So we had to deal with it. Like you said, Frank, this is what it is. So I like certain parts of the match. Um, some of the stuff, I don't know, like them imitating Hogan and John Cena. I, mean, yeah, I knew it. I do it. How did I know that that was going to bug John boy here? Well, because all it does is it looks lame. You're imitating two much bigger stars than both of these guys ever have been. And it's just oh, like, why is out of nowhere? There was nothing behind it. It's just random. Like imitate Cena and Hogan. Because all week they were saying Punk was the Hogan of the locker room. That's all the that's all the But then why the John Cena? Because he's he was the Hogan of the modern generation. You know what I mean? Is this they're the same guy? 
I don't know. I guess I missed that. I just I thought that was out of nowhere. But I mean, it was it was a little wink, wink. I, I, like I just was weird. It was random. Um, but yeah, other than the fact that Joe doesn't feel like he belongs in that caliber match at this point in his career, because like he went through the NXT, and then since the AEW, like he's been mostly Ring of Honor. So like I don't feel like he was on top of the AEW roster personally, like ever. His TNT chant a couple of times. Yeah, he main evented a couple dynamites randomly, but like you know what I'm saying, he just doesn't feel like a mainstay. But I know Tony Khan's a fan, so this is what it is. He is. Um, he is a big fan. So this is what we got for an opener of All In. I thought it was fine. It it maintained being, for better or worse, what I thought was the best match of the night. I think throughout the show, I I I, I don't really think I rated anything higher than this. And that's you know not... what too, dude. I think you guys aren't giving Punk enough credit because he just had to win one match right before walking out of the locker room, and then he <laughs> went to the room and then put on that performance in front of eighty thousand. So I think he needs a little more credit. You were talking about the Jack Perry. That so... was a that was a little like a cruiserweight match for him, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a warm up. But that was just so so. Fill fill people mm-hmm. in who might not know from what you know what what went down backstage. You know. All dirt sheet talk at this point, but <laughs> Jungle Boy. Well, we saw what we what we can't deny, right? Is we saw during Jungle Boy hook match, he grabbed the cameraman, made him come close, and said, "This is real glass, cool Crimea River." In reference mm-hmm. to CM Punk and him have getting into argument about Jungle Boy wanting to use real glass in a spot, and CM Punk most likely calling him a brain dead dumb fuck or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the little backstage stuff. Nobody likes the truth, man. Yeah, exactly. So so then this kid uses real glass. He says that thing. Apparently he goes, this is the word. We don't know the truth. It'll come out. Mm -hmm. He goes into the locker room, bumps Punk. They talk some trash. A scuffle breaks out. Punk chokes them out until they're separated. And then Jungle Boy gets sent home right away. Punk apparently got sent home later in the night. So... That's what I'm referencing right before this match. And then he goes out and had this match with Samoa Joe. And you know what I think? That's a professional. You know what I mean? Because you got you could argue maybe that this is the best match on the show. You know what I mean? And he, this that's guy because the rest of the matches were not very good, yeah. though. That's how I feel. So, yeah, in your opinion, I'm not putting I think this match. A couple of them were good. Yeah. In a yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. high way. A couple of them were good. I think this was better than most of it. them. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm just saying that he goes out and has the best match. So, potentially. So, both guys are suspended. Kayfabe or not, who knows, real or not. Potentially, right? We don't know, but potentially. Potentially Jack Perry and, and Punk. What I want to know is, would Punk walk up to John Moxley and tell him not to use stupid-ass skewers in his forehead or something else, or does he only walk up to guys that are like 150 pounds? I mean, I don't know he, if you missed it, Moxley John, when he was wasn't trash to Moxley when they were beefing, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he was winning Also, Moxley wasn't on collision. But I'm just wondering. He always seems yeah. to to pick on the weaker links. It's yeah. just a I mean, if the young bucks are the weaker link of the company and Kenny Omega, because that's who he was picking. I on mean, the first goal, like physically weaker. Like he he. John he boy, who's physically weaker than CM Punk? No offense Punk to the guy. I love Punk him. Got you know in the rocks. Punk got in the rocks face. Pretty yeah. sure the rocks bigger than him. Well, I'm not sure saying it's I don't think The Rock would win a real fight anyway. I think he's a guy who. I'm saying walk up to John Moxley. You, you just got a problem. You just said. You just said 150 pounds. The Rock was like 280, and he didn't eat the Rock shit either. 
He's not walking we up. Understand, tough guy. We understand you, know I mean? you don't like CM Punk. We get mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's just funny that he walks up to Jungle Boy Jack and not like John Moxley, who's doing dumb shit week after a week, you know? Just walk up to him and say something if you care so much about the safety of the company. It's just kind well, of what are you going to tell? Uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Moxley exactly. is going to do what he is. He's a world champion. He could stand on his own. Then you have Jungle Boy, who's a guy who's never done anything coming up into this business. This is his first real gig. You know what I mean? And maybe he's the type of guy that needs guidance. You know what I mean? I wouldn't expect CM Punk to go into uh, Ric Flair's locker room either and tell him how to work. But, right. you know, but he might do it to some young guy, you know, so. Fair. Look, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I get For all we know, saying. too, because it's all hearsay. Right. Yeah. Punk could have been like, hey, Jack, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't use glass, brother. Like, you're yeah, going to yeah. get hurt. And, you know, who, we don't know. Yeah, like watch Monday Night Nitro and watch Goldberg rip his arm to shreds and almost die. Exactly. When he smashes through the window. Yeah, it's stupid. I'm not saying he's wrong. Pro wrestling. Tell Jack Perry that. I think he's right about that. Pro wrestling should look like you're hurting someone (laughs) and you shouldn't. It's that simple, you know, regardless of what all these brain dead idiots, you know, watching backyard wrestling and hitting people with light bulbs and blah, blah, blah. But we'll talk throughout the show. Pro wrestling is no longer what yeah it's a little different now it's it's a potpourri but um let's rate this match Samoa Joe CM Punk Frank what you have it at oh I give this match three and three quarter stars out of five three and three quarter okay I gave this a solid 5.0 right down the Mm -hmm. middle I thought it was um I did think that had some entertaining spots. I, I thought when Joe kind of whipped him into the table and he kind of bombarded the bottom half of the table and Punk was, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was, I mean, he's he's great at working the crowd still. He's amazing at keeping your attention because quite honestly, like when, when the rest of the show unfolded, it, it was a little, you get disinterested sometimes because some of these guys and some of these matches didn't feel like as captivating, but punk still manages to do that. So, uh, uh, you know, um, I thought it was, it was pretty solid 5.0 straight down the middle. Duke, what'd you think? Six out of 10, six out of 10. Nice. Six out of 10. So, um, I don't know if you got anything else on punk because I was trying to figure out why he started the show like obviously it's a night it's it's kind of you know it's a big star but i was thinking like is he gonna come out in the main event is he gonna hold that title up yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm. but because you had mentioned him doing that yeah i was i was praying for that till till they went off the air you know how like they linger around and it Mm -hmm. seems like it's over and i was like please there has to be one more one more of these moments than it was to be. So he's not part um, of that story, whether we like it or not. Yeah. He's just not part of that. Even though he's the real, we we should mention this was for the real world's championship, which it did not. Yeah, feel. this is the real world's champion. And and a big issue I have with it is like, if I'm the champion, yep. and there's some guy out there saying he's the champion. Correct. Mm-hmm. I got beef with you day one. Mm-hmm. I'm not buddy buddies and winning the ROH tag titles. Where we're going to agree is like the main event you know picture you know what right. i mean like that's where we'll all probably be on the same page i the rest of the card i feel like we're going to disagree a lot but okay we will agree there well let's go through the next match it was the bull club gold we got juice robinson and jay white with Takeshita versus the golden elite omega abushi and hangman and duke you had to remind me the guns aren't in this match because i thought we had a five on five here i got confused so it's yeah it's not a five uh, on five. typically when guys wrestle they wear wrestling gear Besides, like, you know, slobs like uh, Kevin Owens and 
Frank's favorite Eddie Kingston, but Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing jersey though. When when they came Big out Bill. in the in the sweatpants, I mm-hmm. thought you would have you would have caught on, pal. I was confused. I was like, wait, we getting the guns? But um, no, it was three on three, six man tag. Tony Khan was adamant that uh, I think the Golden Elite did they appear in the original All In as a in a six man Frank? I believe they did. Tony Khan keeps saying that, but that was not what the matchup was. I don't. I got know. confused I by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tony Khan kept saying like the Golden Elite were in, but Ibushi was in it. Um, but I don't. I don't really remember. Okay. Who that that show was? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was just confused because um it was weird because there was a lot of sort of I guess what would you call it kickback that Kenny Omega is mm-hmm. in a six man tag and not being featured in a singles match. Uh, the yeah. Golden Elite was Abushi and then Young Bucks uh, at the original All In. There's yeah. Bandito, Ray Phoenix, okay. and Ray Mysterio. So yeah, you had an you know I never watched that show. I've never watched that show. Really? From top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. I never watched that show. Like, oh, I was wow. supposed to watch it before this one. And just, oh, that would have been cool. But, yeah, yeah. Like, I literally haven't. Like, I've now I know, like, the lore and stuff, but I've never sat down and watched that show. Why did I think you were at that show? So I was at I. the first AEW show. Oh, okay. nothing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That was before AEW existed, technically. So, okay. no, I was not at gotcha, that show, gotcha. but I went to their first AEW. Okay. So, have you seen, um, like, parts of that show or no? I've seen some parts, you know what I mean, like clips and stuff, but I've not. I haven't watched one match front to back. Okay. You saw Cody win the NWA World yeah, Title, right? Of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah. the Nick Aldis Classic, featuring uh, when he Glacier and DDP. <laughs> I was there when Cody won the New Japan United States Title too, randomly. Nice, nice. Um, so with this one, 2023's all in. We had the Golden Elite versus the Bull Club Gold. This. For me, um, I don't know how to get away from being a negative, Nancy, because I want to be a positive Pete. But I can't get it out of my head that you have Kenny Omega in this match because he is such a commodity. And I do think that Takeshita stuff was built up fairly well for all the bull crap mm-hmm. I was talking about not being a great uh, build for uh, a show. Takeshita and Omega have a, a bit of – and I – Yes, I'm wrong to think this is where we end rivalries at all in. That's my mistake. And I'm not being snarky or sarcastic. Like this seems to be more of a show where it's you're kind of starting yeah. things or you're continuing things. It's not the ending of the year like a WrestleMania. It doesn't appear to be that way. So because they've already booked no. Takeshita versus Omega for all yeah. out a week later, singles match. So you're like, huh, interesting. But anyway, what do you guys think about the um, the match overall? Because it was a six man. We had Kenny Omega mixed up in this. I, uh, I'll i say I was a, a little underwhelmed by it because I thought at the end of the day, I thought, okay, whatever. It is what it is. It's still a bunch of banger dudes. You know what I mean? Like it'll they'll throw down. It's be cool. But a couple of things like Kota Ibushi, it's, it's, it's almost making me sad watching him. You know what I mean? Like compared to what he was because mm-hmm. like he just doesn't seem like that dude anymore. You know, like this is the second match in AEW where I've, I've seen him and I'm just like, man, you know, like if you're talking about 2000, like 19, 2020 Kota Ibushi in New Japan, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this dude is top flight in terms of work rate and all that. And now I just don't see it with him. It's bumming me out. I don't know how bad like those injuries really affected him, but I think they do. He hasn't wrestled a lot. He's only wrestled like a handful of matches in the last 18 months or whatever it is. And that's part of it, but it just doesn't look great to me. One, 
And two, like I want to say, like Hangman, I know you guys are high on him, especially you, John Boy. He doesn't do it for me, dude. I'll be honest. Like mm. he just, he just does. He has like good matches, but he he just doesn't excite me from the. But what about when he's wrapped up in like a good story? Do you seen him sink his teeth into stuff with Punk even, or with you know? Um, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Uh, I thought that when he's got a story to drive him, you can get invested in Hangman. Oh, I can. Sure. I mean, and I feel like that might be insert anybody's name, right? And I could get in, you know, with a proper story and build, you know, and if you have decent matches, I can get into, you know, and like, I think he has good matches. It's just, I just don't buy it. I don't know. That's a very, you know, unpopular opinion amongst AEW fans. Obviously they treat him like he's goaded, but that's just me just going into this match on positives though. I thought Takeshita really shined. You know what I mean? Obviously, like, they're building up to him and Kenny. I would have even been okay with that matchup on this show. You know what I mean? Like, people are talking the big, you know, the big matches with Danielson or CM Punk and all that. I would have been cool with Takeshita and Kenny. And, mm-hmm. and I, I was of the belief that Takeshita should be beating this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I think it makes him. Um, Takeshita does get the pin here. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. You know what I mean? I thought the match, I thought there was moments throughout. Um uh juice robinson has grown on me personality wise not wrestling wise you know what i mean his personality has grown on me jay white i think is cool i saw an interaction between you duke and uh mortis and like mortis was like kind of trashed uh switchblade or something on facebook or whatever yeah and i was surprised by that because i think jay white is super cool um but i was overwhelmed overall by this match i liked the ending i liked how the crowd was so stunned by the ending you know what (laughs) i mean but um it's what I would have probably called too. So like I was happy mm. there, but you know, I was, I, I, you know, it's just, I'm, there's a couple guys in the match that really don't do it for me. And it's just, could have been a bit better matchup. You know what I mean? Could have been isolated. You could have had juice Robinson and Jay white in a tag match, maybe, and then remove Kenny and Takeshita. I get all those complaints. That being said though, I still think this was underwhelming. I give mm-hmm. it a straight up 2.75 out of five. Okay. I gave it a Bret Hart four out of 10. And Duke, I want to ask you, um, because you had mentioned while we were watching it, two things. You said, uh, why would Kenny Omega lose at this event, take a pin, and why is he in this match? And that's all you, I guess, I think that was the focus of our conversation during the match as much as we tried to watch it. Yeah, and like, it's, it's once again a theme, you know, of this show. It's like, I just felt like it was very poorly booked i'm with you frank like i would have put if you want to have the bullet club golden tag match sure have them against the golden lovers mm-hmm. i think that would be awesome honestly i think that would you know the guys would get a bigger chance to shine but like once again we're like trying to cram everybody into this show you know and uh i love to catch this since day one so yeah, like you did i'm i'm glad that they're using him and stuff but like I don't think this was the time like this match was very thrown together. It didn't feel like when the golden lovers reunite, it should be like, Oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, right. And like we saw um, bullet club gold, you know, on collision, like with FTR, that match was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That match was better than probably any match on this show. In my opinion, I agree. And I like yeah, the show like, more than you. Yeah, Super yeah. good. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm a big Jay white fan. Anybody that, starts as a young boy and works his way up to the main event holds every title in new japan like for sure big fan of jay white 
and juice man like i'm with you guys like oh, he wow. is like starting to you know like because he's a goofball mad. yeah you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. i mean like he sucks in the ring. he sucks in the ring like straight up like yeah. his finishers trash like yeah. but he's at least a character mm-hmm. right yeah. and a, yeah, yeah, in yeah. a world where we don't have him everybody wants to be a tough guy mm-hmm. so like that being said the match you know was what it was i think it was an average match and these are above average dudes in this match that's that's my frustration and like i said like i think that if you want to make Takeshita by beating kenny at the next pay-per-view sure but like i don't think kenny should do the job at this huge event you know in front of eighty thousand. to me like the good guys win at these types of things you know like you're gonna have like a big you know six-man tag with or i'm sorry trios match um with the golden elite, like that's a pretty big deal. Like against mm-hmm. this makeshift team of like Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita. So it's whatever. I gave it a five out of ten. It was an average match with mm-hmm. above average workers. I thought it should have been better. I think, bro, CM Punk versus Jay White. Is that not intriguing to you guys? Mm-hmm. You know, like once again, it's just it's the booking that bothered the crap out of me during this show. So yeah, I'm uh you know, we'll move to the next match in a minute, but I, I just want to get back to the hangman real quick because it he felt like such an afterthought in this match. And it's a shame because exactly. like he's a former world champion as of recent. Mm-hmm. And the handling of him, and I know the wheel goes around in wrestling, you know. Yeah. Um, you go down here, you come back around. So right now he's on the uh sort of the outskirts of all that main event stuff, but I just hope the focus uh, does land back on some of these guys who you said Duke are are way above average, if not very good to great. And yeah, it was a little disappointing to have that kind of talent in that kind of match, but that's what it was. Uh, Bullet club gold. They're the winners. And I know, you know, real quick, shout out to Ed, huge hangman page fan. So like (laughs) he was obviously distraught. So that was me defending. I'll be back on the horse, pal. Ed, not a believer in hangman. Uh, unfortunately, let's put the truth out there. He was really upset that you were putting the uh, fake news that he's a hangman fan out there. He, he was not. It. He was not. Zern was more upset that he's been worked for a year. Right. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> wait, you don't like hangman. And <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, it does not like hangman, not even a little bit. But I was trying to talk him into it. It just didn't work. He I was... mentioned something about his butterfly jeans. He wasn't a fan of those. Nah, you got to overlook that, you know. Um, Tag titles. Wrong that's, the only, that's the only thing I like about hangman, I'll be honest. His butterfly jeans. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, tag titles are on the line. FTR versus the Young Bucks. This match on the marquee, Frank, you and I said this could have main evented the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we. I still, dude. I still think it should have probably. I'll be honest. If I'm being real, you know. Yeah. In hindsight, I... uh, go ahead, Frank or uh, Duke. Sorry. No, I could see this or um. The Osprey, Osprey Jericho match. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Could have, I mean, yeah, at least for the uh, but, star power there. But this was uh, the fourth match, a third or fourth match of the night um, on the live show, and this is the clash of two modern, legendary tag teams. And like I said last week, you could argue that they're two of the greatest of all time. It's kind of um, undeniable. Although Zern in our house wouldn't. He wasn't not hearing any of that mess. He doesn't believe in the Young Bucks. I don't think he's uh, 
a fan, but where do you stand on the Bucks? Is uh, it just Frank? the young Bucks, or does he hate the uh, FTR as well? No, he loves FTR. Oh, okay, he's just he's, he's not not in on the, the Bucks. I made the bombastic claim <laughs> at my house that the winner of this matchup and the series of match mm-hmm. is a top five all time tag team. That's what I said in my house. And I was glad it was FTR who won <laughs> because you, that's who I that's what I really you, was feeling it about. Were you, you know, drinking or on some? No, no, no. no. I think it's coffee, right? Pen. No, no, no. no. I, I just yeah, just a lot of vanilla. Latte Did you hit up the cake. pen. Come on, brother. <laughs> oh yeah. No, listen, hey, Jake the Snake was already. Jake has already said FTR is the greatest team he's ever seen, and Jake Roberts, dude, you know, it's been around. I know, and I'm like, listen, I get it, and I'm not that guy who makes these outrageous claims often enough. And it was really in my head. I was thinking about FTR. And just how I like every match I'm watching them in, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, is that the best tag team match ever? I will say I didn't feel that way about this matchup. Mm-mm. I thought this was a very good match. I think this is the best match on the show, personally. But um, I didn't think it was better than any of the matches with the Briscoes. I didn't think it was better than that Bullet Club Gold, you know, mm-hmm. two out of three falls match. Like, I think those are all like... And those are borderline like five star matches, all of them for me, right? Where this, I thought it was very good. Is it the first half of this match? I liked that it was like super technical, like tag team wrestling, you know what I mean? And it was like, I enjoyed that because it was like, oh, these are the two best teams doing tag team wrestling without going overboard, you know? But by the end, you know, like the build up to the finish and all that stuff, like I was invested. I thought the Bucks were taking it and I was kind of salty. I thought Cash Wheeler <laughs> was going to take the pin as a punishment. You know what I mean? I was like, if he, I was like, if he takes that pin, it's punishment. I was losing my mind. I was so annoyed. Is that after he uh, um, missed that 450? That springboard 450? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just like, man, but not only did he not take the pin, he got the pin, you know, and like, and he, you know, and they won the match. And I thought this was a very good match, and I thought it was a, a good way to end the trilogy and all that, but I see online people are like, it's the match of the year or the best tag team match of the year. Or whatever. I'm like, did you guys not see that Bullet Club gold FTR collision match? Because that, yeah, that was, was an hour. That was an hour. It blew my mind. Oh my I guess God. they were out you know that I mean? Saturday night. Yeah, it's Saturday night, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> people really like this, but I, listen, I did like this match. I thought it was good. It lived up to uh, expectations in a way. You know, it wasn't the best match of all time, but when that's how good these teams are to me that I'm like, dude, they're in a match. Is this going to be the best tag team match I've ever saw? That's the vibe I go into mm-hmm. their matches with, especially against each other. So I will say their trilogy of matches, I thought were all super good, but I didn't think any of them were like all time great. Right. The way mm-hmm. people act, you know, it's the way they like, should be. I think some, some on paper, they should be. Yeah. And some, but I will say, in my opinion, they're all, four and a quarter or above rating in my ratings you know what i'm saying and this one i get four and a quarter i think that's the best match of the night oh wow i was um so on upon a rewatch today like i said i rewatched the show throughout the day and this actually went down a couple pegs because that during it i was enjoying it a lot but mm-hmm. there's a part where um i think it's matt jackson pulls cash's arm up during a pin Oh, yes, that was awkward. That was fucking awkward. I, I, dude, that's true. <laughs> and I just didn't know why, because, you know, he was close enough to get there to break that pin up. But that moment is just like, look, I, I like the Young Bucks. I, I was defending yeah. them to, to, to Mike, but they are kind of the guys that do spots and they're more show. They are all about the show. They're not necessarily about the psychology like FTR and, um, stuff like that you know i i want wrestling to make as much sense as it can in a world where it doesn't make sense but um 
that little spot was annoying uh and it kind of got in my head and also i could do without 35 false finishes like you don't always need 35 false finishes you could just maybe have one or win with your finish sometimes that's good enough um i understand there's a rivalry though so anyway i had this dead even with the punk joe match i thought it was a straight up five out of ten i think i was disappointed because like i said on paper this should be the main event this should be the best match on the show i i guess by my standards it kind of was but i still didn't love the match as much as i hoped i would so do you you guys think he pulled his arm because he didn't think they were going to break it up like he didn't think wheeler was going to come in to break it up i think he thought he was yeah he pulled yeah, like up. I think if the angle, I think if the, the camera wasn't, it wasn't on that side camera, you know, maybe if it was that forward camera, maybe yeah, we would have never so known, brutal. you know what I mean? But like, but since it was there, we saw him yank him up and it, it, mm-hmm. it felt awkward, yeah, yeah, dude. Where'd you stand on this match overall? Yeah, I mean, that of course, like, you don't want to see that, but like, that doesn't like really yeah. bother me. Like, this is they're human beings in front of 80,000 people, like, shit happens, they're professionals, sure, but like. It's whatever. Like, that's a little thing to me. Like, of course, I agree with you. I want it to be presented as like a realistic athletic competition, but shit happens, you know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm clamoring for these two teams. Mm-hmm. I want them, I wanted them to feud for a year, you know. You could like, say that. Because just seeing these guys all the time, like it would be awesome to me. But I don't think that um I don't think that they are each other's best opponents, even in AEW, you know, like I think the Kenny Omega hangman match is better than this match. Um, I think FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, you know, recently is better than this yeah. match. Um, yeah. Who do you think the Young Bucks uh, match uh, best matchup is? Uh, you said Kenny Omega, hangman, hangman and okay. hangman and Kenny. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that I think match that's a great is match. Yeah. one of the best tag team matches ever. I'll I'll say that like yeah I, I really enjoyed that and like I was into it you know um this I just um I don't think that the young bucks are as good as they think they are I think they're good and I've always liked the bucks from day one Ring of Honor Frank you were with me you know what I mean like I'm a I'm a young bucks fan I think that they don't get enough credit for their storytelling their yeah. their um you know, playing up to the crowd and stuff like that. That being said, I don't think they can hold a candle to FTR. I really don't. I think FTR is hands down the best tag team of the past probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, who's the second it. best in the last 20 years? I don't, I don't know. I would have to think, but like, I, I think it's a clear cut winner. Do some and it up. might be, <laughs> yes, of course. Is that even 20 years? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I know. Might be yeah. Yeah. 30. I think it just is. Um, <laughs> these guys are just, they're what I like about pro wrestling. You know, like, yeah. they tell stories. They're, they're two guys that, um, you know, I mean, especially Dax, like, looks like a dad. But, like, <laughs> yeah. he's got it, man. It, like, it's weird. Like, he's got, he can talk. Like, he gets you invested. Like, he's always talking about his family and, like, Blah blah blah. I thought the lead up for this match was cool. The little sit down interview. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I thought I that it. was cool. You know. Um, but that being said, like I was into this, but I I thought that it it was it underwhelmed me. You know, mm-hmm. overall, I think that they can do better. 
Um, I gave it a six out of 10 rating. Okay. And oh. like, I still like, yeah, it's enjoyable, you know, cause anytime I get to see both of these teams, like it's enjoyable for me, but I just don't think that they brought out the best in each other. And I'm surprised by that because I thought they would have. Yeah. Um, the spot where he pulls his shoulder up, I get it. Like it, you can't harp on it, but at the same time, yeah. it's just, um, you want the intent to win. And sometimes I watch the Bucks. Sure. It's like the intent I get put it, on man. a show. Their intent is to put on a show more so than win a match. Sometimes yeah. that's just the Bucks, though. And that's just what you got to mm-hmm. accept. What I did like though, is the non handshake at the end of the match. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. it implies maybe the young bucks going back to the dark side and listen, that's what I think they're way more effective. I mean, mm-hmm. we always talk about baby faces and all that type of stuff and needing these white meat, you know, heroes. But like when a guy can't do it, it's brutal. You know what I mean? Like when a guy just is just not over, not that they're not over, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just, it's like corny with them. You know what I mean? As I like go back to being a heel, I would, it find that they're, they're also like, they're unlikable, you yeah. know? So they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, easy yeah. to, exactly. you know, they're yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like, they give like that douchey vibe. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't they're know the, the guys, yeah, the you know, but yeah, but they seem so like they're easier to be pricks, I think, you know, mm-hmm. and like it, it works for them. We got into that debate yesterday because I said they're they're kind of like the click and Duke was like, uh, wait a minute, you're going to have Triple H, Shawn Michaels or what did I say? Well, like, Was that was that before or after I threw up on your upholstery? <laughs> and I just mean the click in terms of backstage influence. No, I know. But this yeah, guy, yeah. this guy's, you know, <laughs> once again, coming with outrageous stuff like I'm just saying they sure, remind me of the diesel click. razor Ramon. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, X Pop, and then on this in this corner, come on, man, what are we what are we doing? Come on, man, you know I you know those guys are my faves. I love the click, but these guys are. I don't know. You're out here. All of them are in my top ten, pretty much. Just about half of the the whole clicks, half of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, Let's go to the next match. This I had to explain to Mike, and it was hilarious to to Zerm because. He's like, wait, didn't they just do this match? I'm like, no, that was anarchy in the arena. This is stadium stampede. He's yep. like, what's the what's the difference? I'm like, the building, <laughs> the building. It's a stadium yeah, versus an arena. That's just pretty yeah, much yeah. it. He's like, wait, they're gonna fight all over Wembley. So he didn't understand it going in. So it was kind of funny to um, watch his reaction as this thing kicked off. And this is where the show gets sour for me in a major way, and it's just. Um, I'll let you talk about this match, Frank, because I, I don't want to come in hot, as they say. So what you think about this yeah. match? I mean, listen, with these kind of matches, you're just hoping for the best, I feel. You know what I mean? Like, this, these t- type of matches would never have been something I'd look forward to if they didn't make a few that were entertaining. You know what I mean? So, like, they made a few that were entertaining, so now it has a little bit of a hype behind it where people kind of are, like, excited because they've been good. We were at the one, right? And, yeah, that was Anarchy Arena, but the same thing. And uh, <laughs> we had, like, way more fun than we ever anticipated. Even, you know what I mean? Like, imagine mm-hmm. being in that match. And, you know, maybe that one was better. Um, I wasn't, like, as, like, compelled by this one. You know what I mean? I was glad that they kept it you know, 80% of it, like in that ring area, you know what I mean? Cause just every time they went out through the, through the bit, like, like it's cool and all, but it's like, you lose track of guys. You don't see what guys are doing. It's just a mess. It's just Eddie Kingston in a 
basketball jersey, you know, fighting through, looking like any of the other people in the crowd, just fighting somebody. Um, so like, I wasn't super into it. I thought it was fun for like a madness match. You know what I mean? Um, I would have been way happier with the Blackpool Combat Club, you know, taking the W at least. Like, I feel like nobody should be beating them. There's another conversation we'll be having very similar soon, you know, about nobody should be beating these guys, in my opinion. But it is what it is. You know, Orange Cassidy is the greatest champion in pro wrestling history. And you just guys got to deal with it and stop being haters. Right. Well, that, I love that hater moniker. I know you're being yeah. uh, tongue in cheek with yeah, that, but, but um, the, let me point out just three issues really quick. It's the best friends in this match and you're right. They, they put yeah. together a little mini feud. So here we are paying it off, but Trent and Chuck Taylor in this match on this stage with a guy like John Moxley. And I don't care, Claudio, I'll mention him, even though you told me to give up on Claudio, Claudio, <laughs> who I think should be at the top of this card, if anything. And then, you know, you got a returning Santana and Ortiz who, we didn't really see any sort of um they just showed up to join the Blackpool Comic mm-hmm. Club. Granted, it's last minute, you need replacements, but are they uh so here's my problem. The best friends in the match, number two problem. You mentioned the, the wrong guys winning. So Claudio's the man that takes the pin. Why not Santana or Ortiz, you know, being the weak link? That would have maybe helped, you know, made this go down a little easier for me. And then I have to explain Sue to my man Zern because he doesn't know who Sue is and he's like why is Sue coming out in a minivan speaking of Sue real quick and speaking of Zern happy birthday to Sue mom Dukes oh nice and Zern also Zern yes they share a birthday all right Zern happy birthday birthday. love you both happy birthday mama Sue and Zern mama Sue Tramparetta's mother coming (laughs) out not my mom Trent's mom yes Trent's mom coming out with cookies a little levity during a match that involved. So let me just mention the third, the third oh, thing. This death match shit, like the Moxley death match spots. I know this is what he loves. Who am I to take away what he loves? This is this is his thing. But I just gotta say, man, like this one, too much. The skewers in the forehead. Who and I just want to know what kind of person wants to see this, like. Deathmatch fans, dude. I mean, he just did that a few weeks I ago. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. I'm I actually did it. too. I, that, I thought that visual of all the spikes and then mm-hmm. them flowering out and exploding from the head, that's like, that's like, unfortunately for you, John Boy, that's going to be an AEW clip forever. You know I what I mean? I did think, like, however, that it was, um, somebody said it was spaghetti. I thought it was Adam Cole's arms. Yeah. He was exactly sticking that. in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I like that. Sharon, by the way, so sweet. This girl, she's like, Oh my god, like she was like not yeah. into seeing this violence. And I'm like, I wanted Moxley to kill everyone, bro. Like, mm-hmm. but here's the thing like, you can't do this stuff. And then his mommy drives up in the van, you know what I'm saying? Like, just pick That's a my lane. Problem with it. That's my problem, yeah. And it's it was all over the place, you know. And once again, we're gonna talk about it. Let's waste John Moxley in a friggin' cluster F. You know, like this is the dude, this is the MVP of your company that carried your company for a year. And let's throw him in this trash match and then let's have him lose. You guys shared the formation of the Bullet Club. Oh, I'm sorry, the Blackpool Combat Club in a text. And you see the formation yeah. of the Blackpool Combat Club a year ago. And you see how amazing it was and i still got love for this team 
But um, to see them with the best friends and then take the L versus Eddie Kingston and best friends and all that, it's like, are we done with them? Are we done with them now? Or has it lost its flavor? Because you said they should never be losing Frank. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. And especially here, especially on this show, especially in this way. Um, I, I'll tell you what I think it is, though. It's like kind of what Duke was mentioning earlier. They, they, the, the, These people, they love the best friends. And the good guys, you want the good guys to win the match and send the people home happy. And I think that's, they were, they got the benefit of that in this matchup. You know what I mean? Like that, that train of thought. And I'm okay with that, right? Mm -hmm. If they channel their aggression, if they're, you know, they man up, they well, got the glass on his hand. Better. Okay, right. But then mommy drives up in the van. Right. I'm, I'm going to defend Sue in the van yeah. and I'll tell you why. Only reason, Norman, because normally I don't, mm -hmm. but they set the precedent of Sue coming up in these death matches that they do. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it's sort of like, it's what the gimmick is. You know what I mean? Like she shows up. All right, Trent, you know, hope you have fun. You know, while he's going to a parking lot brawl against yeah. Santana Ortiz. But you now that I mean? she drive across the ocean, though. Well, well, Excalibur said that. He was like, oh, Sue got, oh, did I didn't know he no, said, I didn't know Sue had a, a a European driver's no, license. Funny, they were yeah. laughing. They laughed. You know, which was funny. It's like, yeah. you know, that's the thing. I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. One hundred. Yeah, but I just. This is what they do in every match with them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And they like, were consistent with Sue though. She's only been there for their death matches. They're parking lot brawls <laughs> in this one. You know what I mean? So, I guess. Yeah. So this is the thing: is um, you said it's funny. It's fun, and that's where I'm. I'm realizing is the shit I find like fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like not fun. what yeah, yeah. He, these wrestling fans find fun or funny. Like I, I. I realize everything these AEW fans love, I do not. And that's that's mm -hmm. the sad that's the sad part about it because you do have all that. Not fans. everything. Mostly, you know, I feel like especially on this show. Um and like Frank, you mentioned, you know, jokingly about Orange Cassidy. I actually am a fan of Orange Cassidy. Like yeah. same. And I like his I'm probably the least fan run. of the three yeah. of us. Yeah. And like I like his title run. It's the international title. We're an international area why not come on that title you know give me like, that give me that one-on-one -on -one. i mean it would have been it's just the thing i and like i'm with you guys and we talked about it on talk elite it's just like and you're none of, you're not wrong you know what i mean like i think two things can be true and it's unfortunate that if we have six singles matches instead of three there's about 11 other dudes you know what i mean who don't get the card and then everybody's shitting on for this where's where's jay white at in this match you know what i mean like if he doesn't have a match and it's sort of like you get caught up in this weird there was a fucking excuse my language sorry kids watching there was 11 matches you know what i mean like there's 11 matches and there's still people complaining about willow's not on the card you know what i mean or yeah, whoever is yeah, on the main insert, insert whoever your favorite is i didn't where's hobbs at where's miro at you know what i mean like where's where's the uh tnt champion you know like and i get it and it's like and you get caught in these awkward situations where there's 10 guys in a match now. You know what I mean? And the people are mad that there's 10 guys in a match. But then mm -hmm. if you took Moxley and Claudio, Eddie Kingston, and Penta off, then there's people pissed off that all those guys aren't on the show. You know what I mean? So it's, a, it's, it's you can't win. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things. Like, yeah. we got what we got. And this is, this is run number one in some kind of crazy venue like this. And I'm hopeful Wembley 2 is uh, maybe more what we hoped. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the sour grapes on a lot of the stuff is – it's not what we wanted, like almost at all. You know what I mean? So people just, it's hard to wrap your well, head it's, around. It's not what we wanted, but it's what one man wanted. And the, I think the the loyal followers will crown him and accept it and say, mm -hmm. 
he put on the show he wanted and now and we love it but there's too scared to have an opinion because they don't want to be labeled a hater or a cornet follower or whatever because that's the immediate knee-jerk reaction if you don't like mm -hmm. something if you have an opinion you're a hater that's just how it goes right like you know, Vince has been putting on dog shit for years and people tell me it's the greatest stuff I've ever they've ever seen. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like it is what it is. It's just the nature of the. But beast. you should be allowed to at least critique. I agree. Something you agree. love for better or worse. And you we're know, not going to we rewrite do. the show. Yeah. You know, like we can't yeah, rebook yeah, yeah. the show. So you're right. We got to accept it for what it was. I just do think it was a, a waste of, of a lot of guys. And that's kind of the overwhelming theme I had. And, you know. Sorry if your feelings are hurt, but you mm -hmm. you're not you're not good enough to be on the show. How about that? Like it's a business. Hey, I'm with. And you. guess what? Willow Nightingale is more over than Tony Storm is. <laughs> well, I like right, but, yeah, but we're in the United Kingdom, so Tony Storm's <laughs> got to be in it, you know. And that's that's trash, dude. Like you put on she's who's Australian though. You know what I mean? Well, I think but, I think that's a bad example. I think Tony Storm deserves to be on the show. I think she's good. Yeah. I think Willow is way more over than her right now. Listen, I love Willow. Don't get it twisted, but they've been best. The she's a two-time world champion. Least, you know what I mean? Like, I like this character turn that she has going for. It's funny to me. Um, have you ever I'm seen a big, I'm a big Tony girl though? Yeah, I'm a big Tony. Fan. I'm not. I, I, I like I just, Tony Storm. Yeah, I I, I, I'm a that. fan. I'm surprised you don't like her, Duke, because I think she's actually cool. Lately, no. I had I wasn't a fan of her like NXT or whatever. I thought no, she was I'm just doing. a girl who does stuff, but I like. I am into the other women in the match. And well, we're about to get to that. Pretty invested to to that. in that. Yeah, that's the next yeah, match. Yeah. But let's 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 rate this stadium stampede just for the hell of it because uh, we got to do what we got to do here. I went a solid one point five out of ten. I never want to see it again. Woo! I think retire the gimmick. <laughs> Should, that's, I, I just I'm done with it. I think the best friends could be the the crowning achievement of this gimmick match. I'm just out. I never was an FMW guy. I ECW. I was a Chris, you know, Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, Rob Van Dam fan. I just don't like deathmatch shit. And it's just, I'm over all that shit, man. I love Moxley. You know, you know, I love Moxley, but this, this is just, I'm, it's so played out at this point. But anyway, what'd you guys rate it? I gave it five out of 10, average. Okay. Just average. All right. Hold on. Coming. So we're, we're switching up in the middle. You're going to blow yeah, 2. 5, 2. 5. Sorry. Right. Sorry, Ed. I'm going back. 2. Ed 5. Is I, was gonna, yeah. I was just doing the math in my head for John's on, scale, brother. but it's two and a half stars. I gave it a quarter star out of five. Uh, so One quarter. One quarter star. Uh, I want all the deathmatch stuff. I want Moxie to kill everyone. I was actually super into that, and I'm not a deathmatch guy, yeah. but I so want to rate it on skewers then. Rate it on skewers. On skewers out of... We'll do this. We'll rate it on out of a two spaghetti arm rating, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 0. 0.3 out of two spaghetti arm. All right. Wow, that's low. We're bro. on the same page. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah. Almost. I guess we are. Yeah. Oh, that's almost a half. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Let's go to the next match. It was the women's title, AEW Women's Championship. This is where, you know. This is where I talk highly of the show. This is where I'm 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 happy about the show again. I'm back on a high because we got Soraya, hometown girl, Tony Storm, <laughs> Australian as Frank mentioned, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Sheeta, your your champion, defending here in a four-way. Now, I have a little bit of an issue with the four-way, just cramming the girls in because I do think the DMD being the name she is, the just I feel like she's put so much into this company and this show is so monumental. Do you think Sheeta versus DMD is a bigger match than this? 
not Sheeta, but I think DMD versus Soraya, and I already know Soraya's not what she was. DMD's not the best in the ring. But I just feel like DMD deserved a bigger spotlight after all she's done for the company, so to speak. What? Um, I don't, I don't, I like Brett. I do, but like, I'm not buying the all she's done for the company thing. Really? I don't really, no, I don't see that. I think she's a legend in that company if, if there's a legend. Monica. She was a legend from day one. They loves her though. Ah, it took the it took the blood. It took, I think it took a little. Uh, so I'm agreeing with both of you because I do think it took a little for Britt to like figure it out because I hated her guts in the beginning. I couldn't stand her. I was because you should have heard. Wasn't, she was just yeah, a, just regular woman. plain yeah. Jane. Yeah, lady. And when she did the heel stuff or whatever, turning on whoever Rosa, I guess. So I don't know who had the belt when she started turning, but anyway, I thought it was good. But where I disagree with John Boy, it's like. I don't think she's like such a legend that she has to. I was saying, I thought one of the AEW, since it's a four-way, give it to one of the AEW girls, unless you're going to go for like the moment. You know what I mean? Like I felt like, unfortunately, as much as I like, I was cheering on Tony Storm as I watched it. I was like, I th- she was the least likely in my head to win that belt, right? But um, I was saying, let an AEW girl. But as the match went on, you know, and it happened to us at Clash to Castle, I was like, kind of give me the moment you know what i mean like give me the moment you know as it as i was watching everything play out and once her mom takes the bump i'm like give me the moment you know give me the moment also we don't want to glance over soraya's entrance yes big 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 entrance there i thought that was great um see i've always been behind this moment from the jump i'm on i'm team soraya once again i i apparently enjoy what others don't with the AEW crowd because I don't think they wanted this at all. I don't think the fans other than in England want Saray to be the champion of this division. And I understand in a way why, but when it comes yeah. down to like the name value and what yeah. you want to bring that division up a bit, it's not going to happen maybe in the ring, but that's the yeah. girl you want, at least for me, if I was running the company. So I'm glad she got her moment. Spoiler. She did win the title in, in England. You got the moment, Frank. Yeah. And, like, I thought I was actually really into the match more than I thought I would be. I thought I was going to be, like, you know, it's a four-way. You know how it goes. It's a four-way. They're tough to be good, you know. Um, But I thought they did it right. It wasn't overly long. You know, like, they had moments. Unfortunately for Sheeta, she was genuine. She was, like, maybe the first transitional champion in AEW's, like, history, mm-hmm. you know, like, when you look at that, that reign. Um, but, yeah, like I said, as it was going on, and once her mom takes that punch from Tony Storm or that forearm, I was all like, "Give me the moment," you know what I mean? Like it just, <laughs> nice. felt, it just felt like it just felt like, "Oh man, like that'll be cool." Like I wasn't mad at it at all. Um, she was probably third place on my list of who I would have picked to win mm. out of the four girls because I would have probably picked if I was being a smart Booker guy. I probably went Tony Bo- Tony. Uh, I mean, I would have went uh, Britt Baker, Tony Storm, Soraya. Sheeta, unfortunately, mm. Sheeta. You know what I mean? Um, but the moment was just too big to pass up, you know, and especially with a lack of Jamie Hader in the show, you know what I mean? Like any kind of potential moments with her or a pack, even because, like, you know, he's another Brit that just didn't get to be on the show. I don't know what kind of moment you could have with him. Um, she was the one, you know, that you could see like having that memorable moment with the crowd. And like when I got it, I loved it. You know what I mean? It was cool to see the celebration it it did look like it was meaningful to her which is Mm -hmm. always like 
important for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if it feels like, oh, it's not just business. It felt like, wow, she did something considering a few years ago, we thought she might never wrestle again. You know what I mean? Like to have that moment in front of Wembley when she's wrestling in bars with her family, you know, just stuff like that. I was happy overall at it. And like you said, John boy, the AW crowd doesn't seem to be like, besides the ones in the building, they don't seem to be into it, but you know, that's how it goes. I get it. You, she's not having the greatest matches and she's not going to have the greatest matches as champion. You know what I mean? But for the status of the show, for the elevation of the division, I think it's a good call. Well, this is where, um, and Duke, I'll get your rating and your thoughts real quick, but uh, AEW has been listed as like the wrestling show or the alternative to WWE. You're going to get, but I think there's like a shift lately where AEW's definitely going more for the um i don't even know about the entertainment but they're kind of bypassing like the wrestling the inside the, the the ropes um you know capabilities for like some of the name value or we'll see in the main event like more of the drama or the cinema so with soraya like i don't think it's a, it's a move because um fans are upset because she's not the best wrestler at this point right like yeah. she's not going to give you yeah, the best it's matches just that she's not going to have good she's not going to be very good in matches right like we can right say that she's not that lady anymore although bro but, like she only danced with brit a couple times and and brit's mm -hmm. not the greatest admittedly here yeah, on this yeah. podcast so we'll see i uh, maybe saray's got another gear she kick up now she's got the gold but hopefully. tony storm and her will probably be as good as you're able to pull out of um saraya i think you know what i mean because like who else is there you know what i mean like that could like carry her imagine not that tony storm is the greatest but it's just thunder rosa but i, I don't think thunder rosa is that Thunder girl Rosa gave, unfortunately. gave Brit bangers? Sure, yeah, sure. But Tony Storm uh, and Jamie the, Hader was the bunny. The bunny had a banger with you know the the Dark Water girl and you know what I mean and Tay Conti. You know, it's just like it's a, those girls are just what they are. I don't think anybody's capable of anything like in terms of carrying somebody. Sometimes you luck into it. And I like Rosa, but it's just like besides that match, it's like what's another Rosa banger? You know what I mean? I think it takes two to tango. You know, and it was sort of like they had chemistry and like she Rosa. Wasn't, she didn't really have any other main event matches besides those. Rosa as the women's her champion, and, though. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, Rosa as women's champion. Like, and I remember uh, Rhoda Rosa versus um, what's the girl uh, that was in the in the uh, Straight Edge Society? Her name escapes me. Serena. Oh, yeah, Serena Deep. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. We were there. That was when we were there. Yeah, it was yeah. Pretty, that was that was decent. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Serena, but, another good in ring performer. Tony Her, Khan uh, had, the, yeah. Sh Tony Khan had to answer in the post post match uh, why he only had one women's match on the, yeah. on the oh, card. Dude. It's crazy. You can't be like, you can't say like, listen, poor guy, not good. People are mad at him about his answer. He was just like, I thought the pacing of the show was great, da, da, da. and they were like, oh, so if you had another woman, the pacing would be off. It's like, no, nah, it's just, mm. it is what it is. What is this, Chris Statland or Ruby Soho? It's like we can leave that for Chicago and we'll be. All oh, right. we should mention how Zern kept saying. Because we were like, how many matches are left? And Zaren was like, well, you still got Statlander and Ruby. I'm like, bro, that's not going to happen. And he's like, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's coming up. I'm it, like, they it's probably on my phone that. right here. Yeah, it's, on my... saying, it's coming. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way they're putting that on this show, you know? But um, they did not. Duke, what'd you rate this match for all, uh, when it's all said and done? Um, Real quick about Soraya. I think these fans didn't even give her a chance. Honestly. I think they were down on her from day one. Look at her versus Brit. They're booing her the whole match. She didn't even do anything. It's that weird baby mama energy, man. Once again, <laughs> there's somebody coming from WWE. Look out. She's with AEW now, guys. It's okay. 
She's on your team. And it's, it's going okay. good for them too. Like everything right. is exactly. Exactly. positive. Yeah. Like, I don't exactly. exactly. It's like not like she's like the character on TV was we're from the other place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The outcast. But other than that, mm -hmm. I feel like she's been like what you want from like a representative of the company, but whatever. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> Me too, but here we are. Well, and her okay, so she doesn't do um, you know an arm bar or or a, a headlock takeover as good as fill in the blank. I don't know, Jamie Hayter. So the fans got all over her because she's a little rusty or the fact that she's protecting her neck or whatever it may be, you know. She's going to be just fine. I'm glad she got her moment too. I thought that was super cool. Um, I still think that Britt is the face of that division because Britt has it mm -hmm. and that you, you can't, you can't teach that, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, it's a shame because I like Sheeta too, and she's kind of like an afterthought in this match, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm I'm glad they went with the moment. Otherwise, I would want Britt because I do think that Britt is the best they have as far mm -hmm. as the complete package. Mm -hmm. But um, good for her, man. Good for Soraya. I'm sure that was super cool for her. You know, like started from nothing. You know, and like good for Soraya. Congratulations. I gave the match a five out of 10. Same. Gave it right down the middle. Five out of 10. I thought it was solid work. I'm glad the result was what it was. Um, and this was the first time, to be honest with you, that I felt like this show felt big. The crowd, the scaled up thing was was one thing. But then the matches were not like living up to my hopes or my, you know, what I expected. But um, this felt big. This felt like quote unquote WrestleMania moment or whatever you want to call it. Like it really did create such a grand feeling having her family there and just really paying off a, a cool thing. Um, and one thing I want to say real quick before you give your rating, Frank, is I don't know the situation with Jade Cargo right now. Like, I don't know if she's hurt. I don't know if she's pregnant. I don't know if she's got time off or something, but I'm just wondering because of like the equity you put in Jade all last year, like to not have her on this show, I think if there's any woman that deserved, or at least it would have been cool to see on this show, maybe in a returning fashion or something. Because you mentioned that, I think, actually, right? Like her coming out at the end and facing off with the champion. Yeah, yeah. Like, like placing herself like in the world title picture, you know, since the, the TBS stuff is done, in, you know, in theory. Do you know where yeah, she's I mean, at? I just think she's on vacation. She's a mom. You know, day one, she was wrestling on TV, you know what I mean? For a few years, you know, now they're giving her a break. So it's like, I, I get it, you know, it happens and, you know, from time to time. So she'll come back and I think it'll be bigger. Let people forget it a little bit, you know what I mean? And then when she's coming back, she's a mega star. Cause it's, it's hard when you do the Goldberg streak, right? And right. it's like, and then you lose. Right. And mm -hmm. it's sort of like, well, now you're back. Well, now you're beatable, you know? So like, give her, let her go away. Let the mystique build again, you know, and it's fine. Like I just said, I would have had her come out and challenge whoever the champion is or, we could even talk about it because they showed a certain Mercedes Monet in the crowd a few times, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like that felt big, you know what I mean? Like in the moment, I guess nothing signed. Tony Khan said she's not cleared for anything or whatever, but like, it seems like she's, she's inbound. Right. Um, yeah. So like, even that would have been like a big moment too. I don't know, but I think it's, you know, they could have had something else with the women, whether it's Jade or a debut like Monet, but I, I get it. It's um I, I would hope Jade is coming back soon. You know what I mean? Cause like it's been several months now. You know what I mean? Like get her back in. But like I want her in the world title picture. I don't know. I don't want to see her Statlander beef. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want that. So I'm curious. I think they gotta play it right. And you kinda gotta let 
stuff's you know fizzle out story wise and then fitter in where it makes sense hopefully so what you rate this match all said oh enough. yeah i gave this i'm a, and this is maybe a little high but i gave it three and a quarter i was in i enjoyed nice. the thing it wasn't the greatest match of all time obviously it's only it wasn't even that long but um i enjoyed like you said it felt like oh this is what where this crowd and stuff is going to shine you know making yeah. these moments are going to shine and live forever and then mm -hmm. i felt like one of those moments um i will say going on too about the fans being salty with her i think there's like this inherent fear of like the top guys from coming from wwe and automatically being the top guys there right whether they want mm -hmm. it or not and i think that's like the the uh the fear that you have anytime it's a big name, especially if you feel like they're washed up, right? Like if like if they when like they're signing guys like Mark Henry and Big Show, you go, oh my God, their first instinct is they better not be in matches. And you go, okay, they're just behind the scenes, thank God. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when it's Soraya and it's like, oh, she's going to be in the matches, you go, oh, they better not give her the world title because it feels like cliche. But I think time has, enough time has passed. You know what I mean? Like they didn't just yeah. walk in and they give her the world title. You know what I mean? She also so, wasn't wrestling in WWE for... How many years? Eight years or seven years or whatever it is, right? Six years. So, like, yeah. So, like, I get, like, the hesitation. You know what I mean? Because, like, I didn't want anybody to win the world title day one except for Punk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what they signed. So, I get it. But I think she's been doing good for them. So, I think it's overall it's yeah. positive with her. It, it's definitely a net positive. It's a, it's, it's a weird thing to um, have so much disdain for that girl. It's, it's weird. But uh, let's go to the next match. It was a coffin match. And this was Darby Allen and Sting. I can't do it. But we're going against Swerve and Christian, who was a replacement for AR Fox. We talked about it in the text. AR Fox <laughs> out the door, kicked out of the, the mogul embassy. Mm -hmm. Christian takes his place. Love to see Christian, Christian on Cage. the show. Christian Cage. Love to Let's see him get, get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Um, tank top turtleneck and all Christian Cage tank top turtleneck originated by Frank come to find out because I was clowning Christian for that stupid shirt mm -hmm. guess who wore it in I guess what year did 98 uh, probably 98 or 97 what year did the WWE buy WCW oh one one Oh, one. So this is 2000. So a certain, I believe he's one of your all time favorite wrestlers, was rocking a turtleneck tank top on WC. Did he make, did he make Frank's top 10? Uh, I want to say he was honorable mention or at least in the top who was 10, who was who 10 was or it? nine. It was that Kurt Hennig. Oh, wow. Really? Wearing a turtleneck tank top, bro. That's funny. No, he just, he's in my honorable mentions, but yeah. Damn. It's funny though, because Duke was watching it last night and he's like, look what I, <laughs> yeah, look I what I'm like, watching. And it's just so what random. Is this? this man had a turtleneck tank top on. But besides the uh, attire of one Christian Cage, we're getting Sting in the same ring as Christian, you know, on a big 80,000 plus stage. That's cool. That's a, that's a, you know, a visual I love everything with Darby on. I love the the pre-video stuff. The one thing I don't love is, you know, Sting is what he is now. I I love him forever. But but dripping in that Joker Sting, it's not something I I need in my life at this point. Yeah, I no, I agree. I agree with <laughs> it's that. never I worked it, for me. I, said, I thought it was fun seeing Sting and all that. And like I I think when Sting's in a match, they've been way more fun than I could even have thought. Right, mm -hmm. but. 
that Joker's thing, it was just like, dude, I was saying it here. I was just like, of all the things to whip out, you know what I mean? Like for the Wembley show, mm-hmm. it was Joker's thing. But whatever, listen, I he's at the point where like, you can kind of just do whatever you That's want. That's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. Like, wear the red t-shirt, wear the red yeah, t-shirt. I'm not right? going to kill you for it. It is what it is. You're, yep. you're, you're about to call it a day. So good for you, but yeah. Insane, yeah, maybe. but the match itself, it's a coffin match. You got to place your uh, opponent in that in that coffin and close it to to win. Different than a casket match by no, it's not different than a casket match. It's the same thing. Swerve and uh, Christian Cage as a team, like you know, I'm I'm in on Swerve. I like Swerve. I want to defend Swerve all the way up to a main event status, but I don't know if I can because every you know some of his promos really do lack. But um. He's I've been doing that since day one for He's you, a phony dude. baloney. He's grown on me, but it's just like, don't ever talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just, I dig him. I dig the entrance bad music, actor. the presentation. I think it, he looks cool. He's gotten thicker. You know what I mean? Like, I like it. But when he talks, I'm just like, oh. He's a bad actor. Right. Yeah. That's what I said. Do yep. you see the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Wrestlers that's a theme. Actors, you should just tune it up, right? Yeah. yeah. When you're acting, that's where we get the cringe factor. And that's a theme, unfortunately, which we're going to see fine. later in the right night. Right where he's at. And a yeah. mid-card tag team match. It had to be a dream for him, you know, to be oh, in this sure. match. That's a huge Taking care thing. of Sting as well, which I always give somebody a little bit of credit if I mm-hmm. see them going out of their way. We, we talk about yep. these I think I mentioned that. Day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, like we talk about him to this day. So like I, I was watching Swerve and they're doing stuff with Sting where I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, he's taking care of this guy like a pro. You know what yep. I mean? Which I always, you know, it's their job. But I like to point it out when somebody's actually doing it for like an old head legend. I had the same train of thought. That's funny you say that. Um, But, you know, the, the match itself. So we were counting all the weapons and all the extracurricular activities in, in all these matches be, not necessarily counting, but we just felt like every match had something going on a little bit too much, like almost overbooked or something like that. This is what it is. This is a gimmick match, so you're going to get all the the extra bells and whistles. Um, in the end, Darby and Sting got the win. However, I would conclude that Swerve's dreads were sticking out of the cat of the coffin. <laughs> Agreed. 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 You, you caught that? Yeah. Dude, I had this argument here. Because I was like, if Sting, because they were like, it's not, they were like, oh, it was closed. I was like, bro, if Sting's bat qualifies as enough mm-hmm. to not end the match, his dreads should qualify. As, 100%. As, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, this this is a no contest as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> missed opportunity if he doesn't come out saying that, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally agree. Yeah, he needs to come out on Dynamite and mention that. We put that out in the world on those sold. I bet you it'll happen. I also need yeah. AR Fox to come in and just, rejoin swerve or something they need to just uh, call an audible because i can't have this he was on rampage He's or collision or friend, brother and uh, you know um what's his name nick wayne wouldn't shake his hand and darby's yeah. like i know you're sorry you're still my boy i'm like come on darby darby's a dork darby's Why a is dork? He such a dork man I, I love i love darby but he does some some really He's another he's one. Another one. He talk. A, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. I was about to. We literally were about to say the same thing. He's another one. That should never talk. It, it's just when he talks, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Unlike Swerve, where I feel like he's corny. When Darby talks, I'm like, oh, are you unlikable? unlikable? Right. Yeah. You Remember during the Pillars like, match, uh, the build. Oh uh, yeah, he came off terrible. 
He came off terrible in that pillar stuff. Not on purpose either. He was just really unlikable. He thought he was crushing. It's just you're unlikable. Exactly. When you don't, he didn't have that self-awareness, you know, like people were probably just okay with it because he's Darby and they like him. But to me, it's not like a mark of him. I was just like, yeah, I I don't think I like you less after this. Let me ask you this though. Duke said, do you see him as a world champion? And I didn't hesitate. I said, yes. Even though it's size. No, no. Darby. Oh, Darby. No, I don't. Not even a little bit. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't. I really don't. I don't even. I'm kind that of. That character's annoyed. big. It's, it's yeah, bigger no, than Yeah, no, he is. He's popular. Yeah, for sure. He's popular. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed that Darby's going against Luchasaurus because I'm like, I don't even think you should be in the realm of beating Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know that's not going to be popular opinion, you know, and I, and I don't even like Luchasaurus. I think he's green. Still. Is that for the TNT yeah. title? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's defending it. That's not possible because Christian's the right. champion. Uh, you know what I like to call Christian now? The title holder, literally. You know what I mean? He just holds the title. That's it. And then, you know. And Luchasaurus is defending. Luchasaurus is the champ. Title, Christian's the title holder. Perfect chance for him to change his name, by the way, when he went away. Luchasaurus didn't do it. Could have came back. John, I don't know what you cool. want to do. <laughs> what you rate this coffin story. match? Yeah. The right, the right hand of destruction. I yeah, I, I gave this coffin match because I actually we didn't really talk. I didn't really talk too much about it, but like, yeah, it was more fun than I anticipated because this was like a throwaway. Like when I'm looking at the card for me, you know what I mean? This was a throwaway, so maybe low expectations made it more fun. I like seeing Sting take bumps, even though he scares me. Mm-hmm. He's he survived them all, so they've been fun. You know what I mean? And it's like so I give it five out of uh, ten, two and a half stars. Just mm-hmm. down the middle, it was fun. I had I enjoy. I can't front and act like I didn't have fun with it. You know what I mean? Because I did. Fun is the theme. Four out of ten from me, Bret Hart style. Um, okay, yeah, that's fine. It was what it was. I mean, yeah. I, I it was nice to see those guys out there. I like Swerve. I like everybody involved in this match. So yeah, Christian to too. I mean, Chris that was a bonus. Prince Nana. <laughs> yeah, I actually like Prince Nana. I, I think he's funny. Yeah. What you have, Duke? Well, I do want to say two of my all-time favorite guys in this tag team match. Like, which is kind of crazy, crazy to think about. Right. That being said, I gave this a solid three out of ten. Um, Stinger, I love the dude. It's time. It's time. Because like you, Frank, I'm like, every time he does something, I'm worried about him. You know, like, and it's not like I don't, it's, I love Sting. He's one of my all-time favorites. Go back and listen. He's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers of all time. But, like, it's time to go away. And, Christian, if you're going to wear our turtleneck tank top, it's time for you to go away, too, uh, bud. No, no, no. I just Sorry, bro. I never I want him to go away. Ever. You know why I like the turtleneck tank top? Because of, why? Because of your reaction. It's heat. <laughs> I think it's heat. You know what I mean? I think Mike was saying, Zern, Zern was saying he's covering up because he don't want to put the young boys to shame because he's in such great shape. I hope. I wish that was the case. Yeah. Go talk to your brother, Edge. Get on the plan that he's on and get out here flexing on these kids. Ledge. Yeah, it's Ledge. Three out of ten. All right, so the next match we all thought could potentially be the main event of this show, Wembley Stadium. You could see it, Osprey versus Jericho in an alternate universe. Chris Jericho comes out singing his theme song with his band in front of 80,000. That had to be a huge bucket list moment for him. Uh, and, and you love to see it. And Will Ospreay in a big marquee match. So 
we felt the importance of this one last week with the promo battle between the two of them. Yeah. That was great. I think is is a uh, appropriate use, you know, word. Great was it was it was honestly Will Osprey exceeded my expectations in that promo, and yeah. I think you agree, Duke. Um, so here we are with Osprey versus Jericho. They went 15 minutes, just under 15 minutes, and I think parts of this match felt as big as the hype. And some parts felt a little clunky. I made the statement that Jericho at 53, I don't know how many guys are out there or have ever worked up until their mid-50s, but he's got to be the best ever at this age to move like he does. Um, You know, we'll get to that. But what do you guys think of this match? Did it live up to the hype? Because it was out of nowhere. This match was kind of yeah. signed. The seal delivered out of nowhere, but it did have some, some uh, pizzazz to it. You want to go first, dude? Sure. Um, for me, so like last week when Osprey came out marching down, I was like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. Man, Same. this is going to be Same. brutal. Can you put some shoes on? Like he started the talk and I was yeah. like, Let's wow, go. dude, it's amazing what happens when you speak from your heart because mm-hmm. that's all he did. This is a perfect example. This isn't an actor. This right. is a guy that's turning himself up this is what you should do he was just speaking from here and when you speak from here it's always going to be awesome and that promo sold me on this match i was like hell yeah i'm an osprey fan anyway yeah Mm. but like going into this i was like this is cool once again give me a little story man give me Mm. a little you know something to sink my teeth into why do you want to beat chris jericho osprey now i know and now I'm in. And mm-hmm. this was my favorite match of the night because nice. of that. I gave it a 7 out of 10 overall. I'll watch this again. Like, I will actively seek this out and rewatch this match because they gave me something. You know, mm-hmm. they gave me something. This was only the second match on the card where I had a vested interest in who I wanted to win. Because I want Osprey to be successful. I want him to stay in AEW. God forbid if he goes to WWE. I yeah. just I don't see that turning out well for him. Why not? So um because the guy that he went viral with, Ricochet, is whatever he is in the mid-card over there. We were having this conversation yesterday, and I think Osprey could be legendary over there, WWE. Yeah. Like, I think they he, could nah, not with the the toll that he's taken now at this stage in his career. Maybe before he's even had to change his style already, man. He can't even do what he used to do. Um, he's an injury away yeah. from like you know, like a. I mean, everybody is really right, but I enjoyed this match a lot. I thought it was super cool. Once again, give me a little story, and I'm in. And I thought it was really good, and I'll watch it again. Nice, yeah, Frank. So this was, um, like we said, build as a, as a marquee. They got you invested, and it is just a matter of being like having a personal motivation he mentioned his stepson and put food on the table and all that good stuff and uh all day duke was calling everybody bruv so uh, you know it it rubbed off i Um, was getting pops from ed so until i don't get mm, laughs i'm just going to continue running into the ground yeah so frank what'd you think of it well you know john boy i was high on like this match going into the card you know i was i brought up on talk of lee how Osprey just has bangers with everybody. You know what I mean? Like he just pulled one out of Naito a right. few weeks ago. You know what I mean? That they're 
calling a classic, an all-time classic over there. And when we we thought Naito could barely walk, you know, mm-hmm. a month prior. So I just think he's that type of guy. He's going to be the dude that elevates everybody in the matches he's with, you know, no matter what match it is, no matter who he's against, it's going to be at least solid. And I was saying that this could be a show stealer just because I think Jericho has it in him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To have like a good match, you know, from time to time. It's not every time a banger because he's 50 something years old. But when he had that match with Ishii, I love that match. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was at one of my favorite dynamite matches of the year, you know, um, Every now and then, I like that series with Danielson, even though the 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 world was kind of mid on it. You know what I mean? I, I enjoyed both of those matches. So I was very hopeful that this was going to be a banger. And I think it was pretty much what I expected. It's, it's my second highest rated match of the night. I gave it four stars. I'll just say it right now. I gave it four stars out of five. Eight so out of ten on the John Boy scale. Below FTR in the Bucks. Below, just just below FTR, though. I gave that the nudge at four and a quarter. Okay. And Punk, just ahead of Punk and Joe, the way I gave three and three quarters. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was good. Like you said, Jericho was pulling out some moves. Like when he reversed that Stormbreaker or whatever that move that Osprey was setting up into the Hurricane Run or whatever, that, to that pan oh, sequence. Oh, that was crazy. It was crazy just to see Jericho still mm-hmm. be able to. And he's another guy. And I, I mean, I guess it's not fair because I felt this way always with him because of Hayabusa. But every time he does a lion salt, I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm oh, yeah. waiting for him to land there. I'm waiting for yep. him to land there. And as he gets yep. older and a little chubbier or whatever it is, it always stresses me out more. And like in this match, it has had those moments several times, lion salt and other moves. But he, he nails them generally. Yep. You know what I mean? And like two seconds into this match, Osprey flies out of the ring and nails Jericho on the head on the floor. And I'm like, oh, oh man. I know. But then, but you remember how that Jericho is actually a legit tough dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this isn't his first rodeo, you know, and he's not an old man like like Stinger is at this point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. You actually, he shows that he could get up and still do these matches. He keeps proving it, whether it's a hardcore match with like, like Nick Gage or it's a, you know, a crazy match like this with Osprey. I just think Jericho is an all-time great. I think Osprey is one of the best in the world currently. And uh, I really enjoyed the match. I loved it. I, there was moments. Uh, the right man won, of course. I liked the finish. It, re- it gave me, you know, I love you. I'm sorry vibes. You know what I mean? Like in ways, you know, with Jericho, but in a heart, in a badass way, with Jericho turning around, saying, do it to my face, gave him the finger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He put him out of his misery. I love that story. I'm always going to love that story of the young guy taking out the old dog, you know? Mm. Um, so I just thought that was cool. And it, I know it's not, but it felt almost like a, like kind of like an end game sequence for Chris Jericho. I don't know if you guys felt that, but it felt like, oh, it felt like if that was like the moment where it's like, he's winding things down, it felt cool to me. You know, I know it's not, mm-hmm. I know he's going to be around for 10 more years. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but you uh, get 80,000, you get to sing your own song. That, yeah, get in, young, that moment and stuff. Superstar yeah. match. I, I, I don't know if you guys heard though, the official attendance was like 81, one something or whatever or not but when Fozzie was performing apparently that number went down to 62 487 oh jeez <laughs> yeah, because that performance does not put asses in seats unfortunately I'm I can tell wow. you like, personal experience mm. but they came back for the match Osprey was great um I enjoyed it so all that said I'm with you guys so, so this on a rewatch today this does edge out Joe and Punk so five and a half out of ten the reason I didn't love it is because like most of this show, I just feel like I'm trying to just get invested in the stories, get invested in all this stuff. And as much as I like their promo battle, I don't understand Don Callis being with Osprey in this 
predicament because sure. the crowd was fully behind Will Ospreay and we got this yeah. demonic demon yeah. will uh yeah. you know Don Callis out there and it's just that little detail kind of you know messes with me and then I just feel like um Osprey's speed it was toned down versus Jericho here but when I mentioned clunky earlier like I just feel like watching him out there against against Osprey. It it was it was eye opening because as much as he could still move well, I, I feel like he's gonna get hurt. You know, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna end up taking a a bad fall one of these days. Like you guys said, yeah. it was just so it just left me a little uh little scared for him to do this kind yeah, of it gets, match. It gets to be that way, you know. When these guys get older, you you start to worry about their well being. It's not. What's the move Osprey does where, where he like flip? He does the like a the like a breaker. Yeah, yeah. Twice he did yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And Jericho's getting whipped around, lash lassoed here, whiplash mm-hmm. there. And you're right, he's a tough ass dude. But it's just like, damn, mm-hmm. it's, it's, this is 53 year old Jericho. Imagine, yep, it's crazy. But um, that doesn't yeah. necessarily take away. But it was it was a good match. I think that it was a, what I felt like was um, it's not Chris Jericho. 20 years ago so you can't expect jericho versus benoit so you got to kind of taper your taper how great will it be you know and maybe this is as great as it can be so mm-hmm. um and i think that's uh, i think there's that's there's truth to that you know what i mean because imagine chris jericho 20 years ago versus this dude you know what i yep. mean like that's like dream match stuff you know yeah um, great been amazing but the fact that he's still able and like that's what i was hoping and like credit to osprey i mean credit to jericho he's a pro mm-hmm. you know but credit to osprey's He's able to do that with everybody, you know what I mean? And like, and there was no doubt in my mind he was going to have a good match with Jericho, you know. And like, and that's not a guarantee these days, you know. No, so it's I, not. I, Ask Adam I, Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, and like, so like, I just, I think, you know, he's not my favorite. I'm probably in between you guys. John Boy has hated him. Dude, kind of has always shown love to the guy, and I'm in the middle. I'm like, coming around on, on him though. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Honestly, but like, I've always been in the middle between us because it's like I like stuff. It doesn't gymnastics performers don't mm-hmm. disqualify you for me personally mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and like and that it does for john boy but it's just he's come around that promo he was becoming one of those guys who i thought could never talk don't should mm-hmm. never talk types where i was thinking like well that's that's going to be a problem for me if he's if i'm supposed to believe he's the main event mm-hmm. but now i don't have that like anymore you know maybe his promos aren't all going to be bangers but right if his heart if his heart's in it he's capable you know and that's enough to me to be a top guy that was as good as anybody lately last week yeah yeah promo. sure mm-hmm. and so it's like so now like this is one meal over and the fact that he's saying his contract's up in six months after a full-on year talking about how he loves new japan it makes me think he's he's coming you know what i mean like he's signing i think tony goes you want to be on wembley you know holler at us in six months you know i think that's probably some kind of an agreement and mm-hmm. i'm glad because i think it's the right show not that he can't do well in wwe because i'm torn i don't know you know what I'm saying? Like I, I predicted that Rollins would do well in WWE. Mm-hmm. Little did we know he would be like the guy there mm-hmm. besides Roman, right? So it's sort of like if Rollins, my logic is if Rollins could be that guy, and maybe Osprey can as well, because Osprey could talk better than Rollins ever could. You know what I mean? And like in the mm-hmm. ring, I look at them as equals. From if I'm looking at just their pre WWE, I think I like you know, Osprey more than Rollins. If I'm being real, sure. You know what I mean? But I was a Rollins guy, Tyler Black guy, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I could see those guys going at it in WWE too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm torn on him. Like he could, I could see him being a Seth Rollins type over there, or I could see him being a a Nakamura type over there where it's a bummer, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
in in, in scale of what we think. Although that be. promo by Nakamura last week, video yeah, package, recently, pretty good. but like, but it only took a dozen years. You know what I mean? Like to get right. to let him have a promo, and to yeah, no so. fault of his. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. clearly no, he could sure. do it all along. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, for sure. So I'm torn on that aspect of it, but I think AEW is the place to go. You know what I mean? Like for I mean, his style for, and his for Will audience. Osprey, yes, yeah, like exactly. that's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you think, like, we were talking, I think it was last week, about, like, you know, dream matches. What's left? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, Osprey and Sam Punk's pretty cool. I know. I'm not mad at it, you know? You know, like, there's it. a lot. Will Osprey and Brian Danielson, that sounds pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Will Osprey and Claudio. Mm-hmm. Will Osprey I mean, and honestly, look it up. Cody Rhodes rematch. Nah. Nah, it's not feeling it. <laughs> Let's go to this... Um, Trios titles. Cody. <laughs> Trios titles on the line in the semi-main event. Some would call it the come down match. Some would call it the semi-main event because here we are. This match was just added, although they did have a little bit of a story brewing. <laughs> House of Black has had retired Billy Gunn, took his boots. You oh, know, in the span of one week. It was a couple of weeks, but <laughs> Billy Gunn has returned and he's bringing a badass to London uh, with the acclaimed. The thing about the acclaimed is I talked about Saray or the DMD kind of having like all that equity and her deserving a spot. I'm glad they got on this card. I think the acclaimed deserved quote air, air quotes to be here, you know, like they are a huge act and I think it's, 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 it's needed to have them there. So and I'm like not mad at participation it. act too. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like that's with that kind of crowd, like you have to have them there. I get it. Yeah, I think it's the right move to get them on this show. So um, here we are, but they're going against the House of Black. You're defending trios champions. I'll let you kind of go through the match or at least tell me your your thoughts on the finish, Frank, because Billy Gunn, who you guys know I'm a huge lover of, is getting the treatment of a, what, a Ric Flair? Uh, Fill in the blank. And it's mind-boggling because I love it and I don't like it at the same time because it's just like, does Billy Gunn having this moment, this send-off um, at the expense of the House of Black, is that the right move? You know, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So before we get so deep into the match and all that, because I feel like we're probably going to be on the same page um, for this, I want to say one of my favorite moments of the show was the House of Black entrance and holding the lantern and placing it down for Bray. And just by the nature of their entrance, everybody had their phone lights out and stuff like that. And it reminded me of the fireflies and the visual of all those people is one of the cooler visuals in the the match, you know? So I did think that was cool. And if it's, it was, I I know like no real relation, like on, on screen, but like them characters bringing out the lantern with Bray's mm-hmm. character, you know what I mean? Like it all just sort of was fitting to me. Yeah. Um, so I did like that moment. But a lot, like I was saying, with the um, Blackpool Combat Club, I think there's there's guys that just they should be smashing everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And in my opinion, Blackpool Combat Club and the House of Black should be smashing everybody until they met each other. That's what I. That was my thinking. Mm. Of like who could beat the House of Black? Somebody like the Blackpool Combat Club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that all that being said, nice seeing the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. But I was saying the John Boy all fair, like 
really come like the moment <laughs> like having a moment like this you know i was saying it to these guys here because they love billy gun you know because they don't know <laughs> billy they know daddy s you know mm -hmm. what i mean and the acclaim and it's like they love it and they're so stoked to have him on the show and even the one buddy was all about them winning and i was just like dude there's no fucking chance you can't have billy gunn beat the house of black you know what i mean i was just like i get it it's cool it's a moment yada yada but i was like it doesn't make sense and then what happens of course they get that big uh they make duke happy and send the crowd home happy you know what i mean like with the good guys winning and it just i cheered it uh, we, i think we uh we did a trio of scissors didn't we we did yeah Sharon, you and i talk about deflating yes. for me though i was, you know I, mean? I was worried about frank See, in that moment i was worried about him to me like it's nonsense because they're they're not gonna have him long you know yeah, what i mean yeah and it was that completely was for the moment moment and yeah and like you said they're not gonna have him long and that was my big thing i was like they might lose it this week not right retire. back yeah i know yeah. i was like they could lose it right yep. away yeah and maybe i'm not mad at that if house of black take it right back from them mm -hmm. and then they kill and they put billy on a spike and then go home they, or whatever. yeah if they just come in and like trash them yeah exactly you know, you know what, what i mean, mean? Like, then like i'll then maybe like then this is adjusted for you know yeah historic purposes but like as it stood the finish of that match killed the match for me personally. Mm. You know what I mean? Course, Just because it was, it was, it was like legitimate. I, listen, I love those guys. And I said to John boy, when Billy Gunn like kicks out of Malachi's finish or whoever, or whatever the finish was that they use, I, I can't remember the spot exactly. I was like, that's his moment. He didn't go down like a punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he gave everything he could. He's just a 60 year old dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who's like, who was a tag team guy his whole career. And it's like, and and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Retire him. But they got the W. The, I guess the crowd got sent home happy. I guess that's what they wanted. I don't know. They got the so this was a this was a this was a um, this brought me back up because I'm not this huge House of Black fan. Like I, I like them. I, I'm, I'm thinking I might have to start to talk to you about Malachi like you talked to me about Claudio. Different age. But I don't know if your boy's ever going to really be much in a singles Cause I'm wondering when he'll get that chance. Like, do you got all this Maybe time? Now, right. Maybe. You know, if well, we were talking, if we want to like paint a brighter picture for like certain dudes, it's like, okay, now Mal maybe Malachi's gonna go do something. Away. Like, I don't feel like that's. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the case at the moment. Would you so want him to? And then, the, and then the stable. If you had your way, I don't want like to end the stable, stable more no, than I don't him end as a stable. single. You, I, um, I. It's I'm torn because I've always liked him. You know, I liked him long before the stable, but I think the stable is the coolest thing. I think you could be a world champion with a stable, and I, that's not this crazy idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like that's I don't insane, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm not mad at um, Malachi being the world champion, and then uh, the other two beating FTR for the straps, and like then they're a dominant team in that way. If like if that's the path they wanted to take. So like I'm hopeful like okay if House of Black is not going to be in the trios picture anymore then that means Malachi's then moved up the card or Brody is now going to do something sick on you know what I mean like whatever the case is but I just don't feel like that's like in the near future could be wrong Collision has been a show that I don't really know what's going on there you know what I mean from week to week it's like it surprises me sometimes so maybe that's going to be the case but I was just if the results the other way, I probably like. I probably enjoy this match for just a fun match. You know what I mean? On the card, you got to see everybody do their shit, and yeah. House of Black retains. I would have been happy, but the it, it just deflated me. I feel like it's the wrong move. Maybe they rectified this <laughs> week. We'll see. I just like Frank not agreeing with a Tony Khan booking. It makes me feel bro. 
I don't agree with plenty of his bookings. You know what I mean? I don't agree with plenty of his bookings, but I don't I don't bury the guy either. You know what I mean? Because you don't call him a loser. He makes me happy more often (laughs) than any he Tony TK has made me like happier to be a wrestling fan than anybody has in the last 10 years, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Like I've enjoyed more wrestling because of his shows than anybody's shows. So that's why I give him love. That's fair. Duke, we did a trios scissor when the acclaim got the W. What do you think about all this Billy Gunn love? I think it's awesome. I'm happy for the dude. <laughs> he's like the most over he's ever been. That like, is true. So that is true. And and like you mentioned, Frank, like these fans, they want fun. You know, like they want fun times and, you know, wrestling fans, they want to do karaoke now and they get to, you know, sing for Billy, mm-hmm. Scissor Me Daddy. It's a lot of fun to do. <laughs> I don't think it's a big deal because like the House of Black will they'll be right back, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a moment for the fans. Like, I didn't give a shit who won. I just did that because it was funny to do the yeah, scissor yeah, yeah, with yeah. John Boy and Sharon. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big House of Black fan. I think they're super cool. Uh, I think Malachi Black. That um, it's the first time I've ever seen him hit that kick, and like, it wasn't good. Yeah, and it's shoulders. the first time. Like, Billy's yeah. a tall boy. He's always yeah, he's so tall. Yeah, he's so tall. But. I mean, it's a testament to Malachi Black because, like, he nails that every time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've even said in the past, like, how does he hit that perfectly? Like, every time, you know? Mm-hmm. But knows how to throw Big kick. Billy G, he's used to working with these these little cruiserweights <laughs> yeah, that's over true. there in mm-hmm. AEW, but he had a real so, a real man in there. So, um, Zern said if the House of Black win, he's leaving. This was the third or fourth threat but um i had to tell him house of black loses i'm sorry uh, house of black loses win. my bad yeah loses but i did not say to him any... they're gonna lose not everybody does love the acclaimed after all mm-hmm. no he does that. not he does not love the acclaimed and i had to yep. defend once again i'm defending the acclaimed so i did a lot of aw defending uh on yesterday's uh show but let's see ratings wise so frank <laughs> all that said them ripping your heart out of your uh <laughs> chest what'd you rate this thing I gave it two stars, four okay. out of ten on the John Tucci scale. Four out of ten, fair. I just listen, because I don't think it sucked. Like I, I said that to you off air, um, with this show, because I was like, I think it, and like not to sound crazy, especially with how down on the show you guys were, I think it's one of their best shows. But what I mean by that is consistently throughout, because I didn't think anything sucked on the show. You know what I mean? Even if I hated the main event ending and all that right like i did hate it i don't think the 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 uh, the segment as a whole sucked right but um but i don't think the highs were as high here as like on other shows where like uh, all-time classic or the, a crazy moment you know all-time moment with guys repairing whatever the case is i don't think the highs were as high but i definitely think they they kept probably the best pace for one of their shows that they have in a long time yeah so that's that interesting said, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but that said like you know just this 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 matchup and i just i didn't i just didn't like it and if anything was going to deflate me on the show it was this you know what <laughs> i mean and uh that's just what it is what you rate it it was just one two it, to uh, four out of ten my out scale yeah, two, out two out of five, five. Four out of ten. yeah exactly duke what you rated i know you uh you love the acclaimed deep down i did love the acclaimed. i've been bro i like the acclaimed that's mm-hmm. not a that's not a question uh, I'm really happy for them too because they were on AW Dark, like they weren't. Yeah. They were in no man's yeah. land, and they got a chance, and they, 
ran away with it. Um, how many members are in the acclaimed and the daddy ass family? Three. Just the three, huh? Three, Just okay. the three. three out of ten is what I gave mm. this. Ready to move on. Okay. I'm a Julia perfect. Hart, however. <laughs> 10 out of 10 in this match. Nice, nice. nice. I've never looked at her with anything but respectful. She done changed things. Yeah. You had lust in your eyes. I did. I would taste those wet, moist lips. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a Ric Flair quote. Relax. Yes, for people who don't know. (laughs) Four out of 10, Bret Hart style. I didn't mind the finish. It was what it was. And I. I don't think uh, if you really look up and down the card, like you did kind of give the fans the happy moments. And this was another one of yeah. them. So they take a plan. Yeah, exactly. I'm being dead serious when I say this. If Billy Gunn went after the world title right now, I would be all in. No pun intended. I'm I said that deadly before. serious when I say that. I said that months ago when this was brewing because just one night, just an AW dynamite. Yeah. He can one lose. on one versus uh i guess it could be cm punk or mjf because we got two champions but um well the real the real world champion is cm punk so the real world champion preferably that we got to go to this main event mjf oh for the fake world championship adam cole yes which now I'm look down for i think it's a, it's a fraudulent title as far as i'm concerned <laughs> it feels like it well that's good well um, there's a a bunch of people out there that are going to disagree with you because oh, this yeah. Adam Cole MJF storyline has been goaded. Go so ahead, the there's a man, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. How dare I? He's not. Uh, he wasn't part of the show, unfortunately, because I think it could have really helped bring the show up mm-hmm. a little bit for me. But I think he was right, kayfabe or not, in his comments when he said this company is full of amateurs. Because the amateur hour was here with Adam Cole and MGF. It felt amateur going into it. And the main event, to me, felt amateur in the attempt to kind of reflect that bloodline drama we've been getting over in the E. That's what this felt like to me. I said it live and in color to these guys. And then I saw it later on that people are, like you said, Frank, calling it cinema. They're comparing it sort of or even saying it's better than the bloodline. Which we don't even have to get back into the the bloodline WWE comparisons, but let's just take it for what it is. This illogical, completely insane interaction these two have had to get to this point. It's been random, but there's forgiving fans that just say it works. It's taken on a life of its own. Forget the logic. Forget the fact that they were calling each other's fiancés or girlfriends names. Um, Best friends here. And I'm going to get into the problems I have with this feud, if you want to call it that, or this story. But I want to hear from you guys about Cole versus the devil. Because MJF calls himself a devil, comes out. Go ahead, Frank. What do you think? (laughs) Well, just on the devil thing, and it was something we pointed out here. It was like, we just watched the house of black walk out <laughs> and now once call themselves the devil mm-hmm. but you they know what i mean and then we are see, more of a yeah, devil but they but they literally i feel demonic force energy <laughs> when they have matches and then 
MJF comes out and he's he's the devil. This this fun loving swell guy. He's the that that devil shit needs to go. Got to go. Listen, we could we could talk about any of that. we could we're going to brutalize this match <laughs> or this segment I should say. But that devil stuff has to go. It's done. It's done, bud. You know what I mean? You don't even do anything bad anymore. You know what I mean? Like you're not even he goes, I'm your scumbag. And it's like, are, are you a scumbag though? I'm your scumbag. Like swell guy. You seem like a swell dude who's looking out for the guy who's literally trying to kill you in the match. Doesn't make sense. His best friend. His Ever. best friend. Dude, you know, um, like I don't I don't want to like, you know, I'm I'm very like sympathetic to like WWE, I mean AEW stuff, you know what I mean? And all and like I'm not trying to like brutal bury this matchup at Just all. shoot shoot from the hip shoot from the hip we didn't none of, we didn't want it i was until the screen went black i was praying for like some kind of swerve some kind of turn some kind of something interesting to me mm-hmm. and i say to me because to us because clearly it's very popular you know what i mean clearly it's one of the hottest angles in pro wrestling at the moment right and it's just it doesn't make sense to me. The guys, it seems so phony. Like every part of it seems phony. You know what so I mean? So can I just say, can I interject one second? Because I did mention yeah. that last week in a comment or something like that. And I got flooded with, it's supposed to be phony. That's the gimmick. They are playing each other. They're tongue and cheeking sure. each other. Yeah, sure. It's all for sure. show. Sure. If, if that pays off, right? Mm-hmm. And some kind of angle or whatever, where you go, oh, it was all we were getting worked. You know what I mean? Whatever. But, but it would come it. to a head here, would it not? If you're sure, you'd think. I mean, listen, it kind of did. It kind of was coming to a head as far as I'm concerned, watching the match, right? MGF wouldn't do the thing. Cole was, you know, I'm going to kill you. Roderick comes out to cheat. I'm going to take advantage, right? He was doing all the scummy things. And for some reason, MJF can't. He's the MJF devil. won't. It's the devil. The devil won't. It doesn't make sense to me. So all of that said, we get a we get a draw, right? Because they both knock out arms on it. The ref counts three. It's a draw. He wants five more minutes. MJF says no. You're getting all right? the time you need to potentially beat me for the world's title after you just power drive me onto a a, a stair. The devil would tape, do that, right? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Listen, I'm sure they're going to attempt to pay this off in some way at some point. You know what I mean? But it's just one of those things where, like, how I felt with the bloodline, maybe the last few months of the bloodline, right? Where it's like, okay, it's done to me. You know what I mean? And like, and that's how I feel with this. I was never in, high on it. I was never in on the story. But if this is the this is pro wrestling, right? We're not always going to be in on the angle and the main event sometimes, unfortunately. But you do it, you know it's going to finish, and then you can move on with your life and you hope the next thing is way cooler. Mm-hmm. But this is not ending. <laughs> this is ongoing. They're tag team champions in Ring of Honor now. Get ready for one year they're of best, this. They're best buds. Like, it's just like, I just just don't like it. I like this show. I enjoyed the show. I had a lot of fun with the show. But What that, about the lasting last, taste in your mouth, yeah, that That's my thing, problem. You know what I mean? But... That's us, John Boy. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't like this. They like it. You know they love we always it. Talk, love we always talk it. about business. You know what I mean? Like, doing what's good for right. business. That's you know true. What I mean? Instead of just being a mark. And it's like, 
this is like the ultimate probably Tony Khan business move that we're seeing. But he also fucking loves Cole though. No, you know what I mean? He loves Cole and he I mean, seemingly loves MJF, right? So it's just like, but it is the right call for business, but it's brutal. It doesn't feel like the main event. It doesn't even feel like a world title. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I'm all in on CM Punk as my world champion. You know what I mean? I'm hoping he's not suspended. This is what you're grasping like onto, you know. Yeah. Is Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if he's out of here, for some reason, Punk just leaves or whatever. This is yeah. what you got is you got MJ. I know. This, and and, it, and it's brutal, right? But I will say, I've been all, I've been low on MJF as champion day one. You have. When he was looking to win it, I was like, I don't think it's the right move. But they did it. I understood. Mm-hmm. He was having matches. I'm Brian Danielson. Please beat him. You know, he deserves it. It didn't happen. It is what it is. The guy's not having all these matches, and he's stuck in this crazy long feud with this guy, and it's brutal to me. It's brutal. I don't even think the wrestling match that they had was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't like Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Um, I think MJF has good matches. I thought it was a fine match. You know what I mean? Like, if, it, if I'm just rating purely on the match, you know what I mean? It's fine. Average, slightly above average, I mean, maybe for my interpretation of Adam Cole. But as a segment in totality, like the way I will judge a Roman match nowadays, right? Since I can't just judge him on wrestling because it's going to be brutal. You know, I judge him on the whole story you tell. I gave Roman his flowers for the, like that story and getting me through most of it. This, they haven't had me for a second. No. Maybe some of the skits were funny. I don't believe any of it. I'm tired of it. I don't want to see Adam Cole in the world. The only positive I got out of this was that Adam Cole is not the world champion when the fucking lights went down. You know what I mean? But other than that, I'm out on it. All out. All out. So I appreciate that passion because you're a fan. I'm a fan. I've been to the AEW shows. Duke, we watched this yesterday. We kept saying this is bad acting once again. Like these are guys that you were in on the bloodline because for better or worse, maybe Paul Lee's in their ear and he's giving them notes. I don't know who's giving these guys notes or lack thereof because the interaction between these two is ridiculous. It's illogical. And look, MJF has already disgraced the world title by giving it the Burberry strap and renaming it the triple B, even though he stated that it's the most important thing in his life, he would die for it. And then post-match he throws it at Adam Cole and says, just take the belt. Do it. Your friendship means more than me, than this belt. Duke, what do you think of your boy, Adam Cole, admittedly? You're a fan. That's okay. You're allowed. It is. It is okay to like guys and think that they belong in the mid-card. Oh, is that when right? Have I ever, when have I ever come on and said Adam Cole? That's true. You never did. World champion. So you, this is not the main event you wanted, correct? I think the guy has charisma. I think he's, you know, I I don't think he's useless, mm-hmm. but I I don't think he's, you know, should be your world champion. Mike um texted us today about the Blackpool Combat Club. The formation was about a year ago or whatever. I, I don't know right. if it was yesterday or last night. And I was like, wow, I wonder what John Moxley thinks of this. I wonder yeah, what yeah, CM yeah, yeah. Punk thinks of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what Brian Danielson thinks of this. Yeah. Because all these fans love it, you know, and, and good for you, man. Mm-hmm. The thing that I took from this main event is that it's not for me anymore. It's just not. That's because, so sad. Because here's the thing, guys. Like, MJF 
is not funny to me. He's cringy. I think he's a nerd. And when he comes on and says all this stuff and all these marks, like, eat it up. Like, it's the funniest shit ever. I was saying to you, John, oh, well, he's better than us and we know it. Like, imagine saying that. That's Get some self-esteem, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this shit is cringy. I'm sorry. It's bad acting. It's bad comedy. It's laughable. For this to be your main event, for your main title in your company, I think is a fucking embarrassment. Straight up. When we're when we're throwing chairs back and forth, having right. a catch with a chair. Right. So the ref I, I'm glad I'm glad everybody's enjoying it, man. Good for you. It's just not for me anymore. I'll just move on. I forgot about that spot. And we were saying like Eddie Guerrero, mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. But sure. Okay. One, but, no, but yeah, right. But the way they did it and the, everything they do, I mean, I can't really beat a dead horse, so to speak, because you guys said so much. And I agree with every single thing you both said. I think it's the fact that it's the main event because, and it yeah. also surrounds the world, world title. World title. Yeah. Yeah. The world title. Because it I was, was a comedy act, bro. Correct. Yes. It's a comedy act. Mm -hmm. And if you I heard how I, what, I want to know what these guys think. That's your main event in the company you work for. I want to know. Do you think they fans, think professional wrestling fans? Mm -hmm. I want to know Moxley, Brian, Claudio, Punk, Joe. I want to know what professional wrestling fans think of that bullshit that they put in their main event yesterday. Because I think it's laughable. Do you think they believe that? Got to give the young guys the spot. We're going to step aside. This is wrestling now. Who are we to, you know? I can't imagine the one guy you named Punk looking at this shit. Who's an admitted MJF fan, right? Like, I think he chose to work with MJF and really elevate him, which is such a stark contrast, that MJF to what we're getting now. It's yeah. like he's, um, what do you call it? When when you kind of like um, get worse over time, you know, like he, digressing, digressed. Yes. I feel like he really has regressed. Man. regressed. Yes, regressed. And um, I don't know what they would think. I can't speak for them, but I, I just wanted to say this is the main event for the world title. And I, as you could hear in my ratings, I was pretty much average across the board up into this. I was hoping the main event would deliver some kind of moment like like punk coming out or like fill in the blank, something to send me into a different realm of thinking, not just a comedy show, like you said. But it didn't happen. And this brought this down so much. And I felt so ashamed that this is what a man who runs this company would want. And and Frank, you said it, it's business and it is smart business. And I guess this is like when I hated Cena in the main event and shit, like, I guess we just got to shut up and like it and hope for the wheel to spin. And that's for the next thing to come. But hopefully it's not a year of this. Cause it might be. Could be. You know, I would just say that maybe, maybe we don't get a year of it. Cause MJF's had that title so long now, you know what I mean? And it's sort of like at some point, I didn't even know that. I was going to say, at some point, you got to put respect <laughs> on the name of that title, you know? But I just, I don't know, dude. Like, it's just a bummer to me because the only way you can make sense of it is financially, right? And it's like, it's doing numbers for them or whatever it is, you know? But it's just, it, it becomes, like, silly. And, like, I wanted to ask you, John Boy, uh, what did Sharon think of the match? Sharon. Oh, the whole thing, I should she, say. She fell asleep. Did she? That was a she little bit. She fell asleep. She was a little, 
I think so. She was admittedly like, I think she likes Adam Cole deep down because he's a swell guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but this stuff, she doesn't understand the business okay. aspect of pro so like, wrestling. She just she doesn't understand yeah. that this is good for business. So she's yeah, just yeah. like, why is the com? Why is this shtick in the in the last so, match of the night? And and so like what I what I was gonna like lead to because like it's always interesting when like a non wrestling fan or not mm -hmm. that she's not a fan but like not an old fan right like mm -hmm. watches something in their opinions like the guys I'm with like they didn't dislike it either I'm not gonna say like they crowned it or anything mm -hmm. but I think they enjoyed it overall right mm -hmm. but these are non traditionally speaking non wrestling mm -hmm. fans well, the one dude wasn't at all until AW was so they're not year, bitter right? jaded former fans exactly none of that and it's sort of like. And we when we see the numbers they do and all this, and it's like it become it, it it starts to look like one of those moves that we say they need to do right to like to get the non casuals engaged right and like and like and for, for business and stuff like that. And it seems to be like this is one of those things that's clicking for a non casual who doesn't get it and doesn't look at the world title the way we look at it, doesn't look at the main event the way we look at it. You know what I mean? They look at it as a segment of television. But you know, there are and, also the diehard AEW fans who seem to be really, sure. really, really loving. But I'm, I'm, yeah, but on Twitter, right? And you know mm -hmm. where you, where AEW fans will die for AEW and WWE fans will die for WWE. You know what I mean? But like outside of that bubble, you know what I mean? Like I do think this is generally received very positively, right? Oh, and it's just sure. Like, and it's yeah, just oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like every those... arena they go to, it's like they, yeah. they love it. Yeah. So oh, it's like, worldwide. It's over. It is over, right? It's over worldwide, like you said. Yeah. It's just. It's just one of those things where it seems like it's business. You know what I mean? I think business talked here, you know, and it's just this is one of those things that not only so like Tony Khan said mentioned that AEW is like the number one show in the UK, like which it has been true for a couple of years now, right? Just on ratings and all that stuff. And it's like, and if that building is going crazy, it's like maybe the average Joe casual fan, it is a positive for them because of the eyeballs on it. We're these jaded old farts. That mm -hmm. like what we like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, and this is not it. Um, and we're always gonna have to deal with that in pro wrestling. You know, we've done it with Vince and we've done it with every other promotion. We, you know, it's not always our favorite stuff that gets there, but it's just like this is not for me. I but hope it's, it's can... infiltrated your sort of like baby in a way. Like you watched AEW grow up, and we sure. watched a show a company sort of like refine itself as something that was sort of serious. If you think about the feuds that hangman was having yeah. with with moxley for you know mm -hmm. uh, it can go on and on but this is the world title picture and everything mm -hmm. they're doing is still tongue-in-cheek the snarky the wink wink comedy and it's like the fans eat it up and if they eat it up like where does that leave me like kangaroo kicks and ironic double clotheslines it's like a <laughs> mockery of wrestling can you imagine like piper mm -hmm. and flair doing some stupid nonsense like this but here's where where where, where you know just for the sake of not feeling all doom and gloom about it is that you know we go through phases right and there's times when Bret Hart was the intercontinental champ and there's times when honky was the intercontinental champ right and you sort of just deal with whatever it is at the you moment have right? to. Yeah. and it's like and you have to deal with it and sort of like MJF might just be that WWE sports entertainment champion right and when Moxley gets the title he's going to be that death match brutal blood and guts every match champion and brian Daniels is going to be the wrestling guy and all that shit you know what i mean and it's just like i just i'm just hopeful I'm but this hoping. is not the mjf that you thought you were getting right when he became champion 
Like this kind of... Uh... Listen, when he became champion, this is what I was worried about getting. You know what I mean? So it, it, I'm not stunned that the guy who acted like he was a sports entertainer and the WWE style was a style and then New Japan were indies and this guy is now doing like a WWE flavored... But if you're a good right. sports like, entertainer, you accept him, right? Normally, if you're like, you're not like anti sports entertainer because you've had plenty of guys you love be that. This guy just happens to be a tryhard, like Duke said. Like he's listen, you're not listen. You're preaching to the choir in terms of what, what you think of MJF. You know what I mean? Because like I've been the least high on the guy on the show, but mm -hmm. it's just I'm just hoping. I'm just trying to like wrap my head around the, the fact that like this is what it is with this guy, right? We got a deal. And I'm just hoping that this is his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when we I just, move on. I think it's, it's more that. than that. I I think it's just the business has shifted and it's just no longer for me. I'm being honest, dude. Like, but I like, watch was Moxley as champion for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying yeah. all the other guys as world champion. I don't think it was too controversial. I like no. like 20% of that company right yeah. now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Like to me, like. If this shit was in WWE, AW fans would be panning this. For sure. For sure. But because it's these two, you know, like I know that I have like a different sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think a lot of stuff that's that's funny is <laughs> funny, but this shit is like I'm like, I can't believe people like this. Like mm -hmm. I oh, feel same. crazy. Like I feel crazy when I'm like anti this. And everybody else can't wait to get their better than you, baby shirt. You know, it's just I I texted him yesterday. White flag, man. Here's my white flag. Hopefully I can find something that interests me again, because and this ruined the show for me, because this I is do. what I'm left with. Right. Like I get to see this nonsense. How many times are we going to turn our back? And here's the belt hit me. It's mm -hmm. like, bro, I get it, man. And by the bro. way, Duke, I, bro, bro, he took MJF, took his best friend's head and soup brain busted it on the steel steps earlier in that match. My bad. Cole did it to MJF. Mm -hmm. So these best friends are literally trying to kill each other, but he won't hit him with a belt. Cole only, won't yeah, hit only him with one, a belt. One of them is trying to kill him. That's why I don't like it, dude. That's like, it But then but, but Cole wouldn't do it. You remember he Cole wouldn't do it. Yeah. He wouldn't take the belt. He brain busted him and put him right. through that table that didn't break. You know what I mean? It was like all tombstone him through the table. Yeah. Well, he he weighs about thirty six pounds. So yeah. He can't break yeah. the table. I just I, I'm with you guys, bro. Obviously, you know what I mean. Like, it's a I, tough I, one, we, man. Because it's I like the biggest show, show ever. I was gonna be the positive guy. Yeah. And we thought about the main events. We we theorized, mm -hmm. and this is what we got. And you and I talked about it, Frank. Like maybe they'll deliver this. Maybe this will happen. And I held out the hope. But for the main event, but but all yeah. we got was more of this story, which I don't I'm not invested in. If maybe if you took away the devil moniker and he just said, look, I'm not the devil anymore. I'm the whatever. But you're calling yourself the devil. And if he like I have zero fear of hell and the underworld, if this is the devil, like this, this, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah, guy's yeah. like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Pal. Um, so with all that said, with all that said, MJF ends up rolling him up, getting the pin. Because Cole and him traded, you know, I guess, uh, will you, won't you, will you kill me, won't you kill me. Roddy Strong coming out in this main event in front of 80,000. bro, yeah. Also weird. You know what I'm saying? Definitely like, uh, yeah. adding prestige to yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we could, we, could, we could talk about all this stuff being a bad call or whatever. 
but having Roderick and those <laughs> Kingdom guys come out, you know what I'm saying? It's like this is the main event, right? This is the main event. You don't know not what I mean? like, Ring I will, of Honor. I will criticize that brutal. I mean, I've been shitting on the whole match, but I'm saying like that specifically. Like it's that to me was like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like right. they gotta stay in the back. You know what I mean? If anybody's coming out, it should be CM Punk. You know what I mean? Or Kenny Omega because he wants the world title. You know, something interesting, Same. not Roderick. You know what I mean? Like that Roderick stuff has been embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like it's sort of like, you know, I, I, watch dudes, I, I watch with dudes who don't like don't know everything Back about race. wrestling. And it's like when yeah. they see Roderick, they're like, this is like, it's embarrassing for him. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, it's a shame because Roderick can wrestle. We know he's not mm-hmm. this oh, other yeah. level guy, but he can wrestle. Yeah. But now all of a sudden I'm like, Roger, go take a break or something. You know what I mean? Like, yo, is he embracing this like um insane character? Like, is he is he purposely acting bad? I don't know. Got him in the main event, right? Yeah, right. I guess. I guess. But this is TK's dream and scenario. Like I said, he's the one booking, and if he loves these guys, he loves this story. He loves the Ring of Honor thing. I hope forgot the Ring of Honor tag team champions. I hope he liked it like all the rest of these people. They called it the greatest main event. Ever, I mean, during the scrum, sure. you know, MJF, of course, is going to put himself over. But oh, MJF said that. I was going to say, who is saying that? MJF yeah. said, you know, this was the greatest match and the greatest show and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we've said so much. Delusional. Yeah. Delusional. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to. I've been trying. I've been trying to tell all these AEW marks about MJF since day one, though. Look, you know what bro. I mean? it's like, but you're, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Clear. Frank. Clearly. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I should agree that you're right. Or yeah, you're don't bow to me. Yeah, don't bow to me. Yeah, because it's I'm clearly crazy. wrong. You know, but I it's know. like it's... but like from day one, bro. Literally day one in bro. the building, bruv. Since day one, bruv. I haven't liked this guy since he walked out with that scarf, you know, and like and I cause I guess I get it. I'm I we know pro wrestling, right? And it's mm-hmm. like I I see what you're doing. Okay, fine. And right away it was like this guy's the best on the mic in years, you know, and let's go. It always felt rehearsed to me. It felt like, yeah, you could deliver a good rehearsed, you know, speech. Mm-hmm. Good like you could, a, a monologue, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you could, re- but like, I, he doesn't, you know, when he wasn't good on the fly was when Punk would roast him and all that. And you saw his like sort of limitations. Well, on William Regal. Back and forth. Yeah, even Regal. Yeah, that's right. So I've always been kind of like, I see the vision. I think the guy has good matches. I crown his match with Danielson. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm and I don't, you know, I say it with my chest, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's like we gotta let these guys grow into who they actually mm-hmm. are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And MGS still has lots of growing. And the mm-hmm. idea that like now he's like the highest paid guy and he main evented Wembley and you know he's the world champion currently and like gonna he's probably gonna end up with one of the longer reigning oh, world definitely. champions they've had you know mm-hmm. if not the longest and it's just like we gotta pump our brakes you know what I mean and just call a spade a spade maybe the guy is gonna be the next uh Ric Flair or whoever it is that he looks at himself as you know but he's 27 this is year five of this company you know what I mean you giving him the world title was already a stretch to me now it's like now we got to pretend that this is the like the, he's like the best actor. He's the best thing. Listen, they're doing big things. This gimmick got them on Hot Ones. You know what I mean? Like, did you? I don't know if you guys saw yeah. that, but they did like a Hot Ones, and it's a yeah. big deal. You know what it I mean? Like, that's a big moment, especially right before pay per view. So it's sort of like, obviously, it makes sense financially, but as to, if Tony Khan is like is like the wrestling fan, like we know he is, like this is weird. You know what I mean? And like, okay. I I. Do I still can't even imagine MJF as a full babyface? You know what I mean? Like if there's there's still not some 
kind of twist that we're waiting on that he just hasn't pulled the trigger on. Like maybe that happens. And like when it's all said and done, we could look back on the thing going, okay, you know what I mean? Like it was what it was. But like as a pay-per-view, as an event, if you're tuning in, just watching this, that just doesn't feel like a main event. It feels awkward. It feels like there's a lot of parties involved that mm -hmm. shouldn't even be sniffing the main event. You know what I mean? But so you whatever. you know when MJF became champion, I said he's gonna hold it until the bidding war of 2024, his little shtick. Oh, yeah. We might get that. You know, that I, I I still think he's gonna who else is even in he's line? He's a good to guy, John Boy. He's point. the biggest baby face. There is no bidding war. He loves AEW. He's there for oh, yeah. there's no bidding war. That 2024 right. shit is that's done. True. He's the nicest, he gets on the, he's the mic, nicest good guy. Now, yeah. yeah. That's true. After, so, yeah. yeah, that's right. What'd you rate the match? I don't know. Main event. Three out of ten. Move on. I was right there with you. Two two point five out of ten. It's not a main event. Duke, what you have it? One. Solid one. Damn. So I couldn't have cared less about this match. That being said, I don't think MJF's bad on the mic. I don't think he's like bad or anything. I think that this incarnation, this if this is the real dude, I think he's a geek. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's funny. I think he's a tryhard. Like, I don't, bro, you're delusional. You are fucking delusional to say, that was the biggest match in the history of pro wrestling. You're yeah. delusional, bud. Stop they, it. Listen, they're all the biggest matches in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. That just ended the show. You know what I'm saying? But like, I you want to you want to play semantics and say because it's the most attended show, so you're the biggest. Fine, go nuts. But they're all big. There's there's four or five matches on what there the most attended outdoor show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feel, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, Ninety three thousand exactly. at WrestleMania three. Hogan Andre. That's, you know, fake news. Okay. Is, is it? Yeah. That's what it says in the book. Paid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said by paid yesterday or something. Okay. We'll get to that. How about we'll how? Uh, okay. But this was completely legitimate because we know that, right? We have all the facts. Tony Khan actually brought well, this that's up. That's what I'm saying, though. But, like, you know, he brought record, it up. There's records of, like, there's like by the, the, police, the city police and stuff like that with the records of actual attendance and stuff that's not 90 something. That's why they use that. You got it. MJF Adam Cole is bigger than Hogan Andre. You're right, at you're right. Yeah. You're right, Max. Live in that fantasy world, pal. Um, I think it's just tough for me to swallow that this was the main event of this show because we we just dreamed up the stadium show some months ago on on No Soul. We dreamed up what the main event could be. Forget the undercard. It was it was what it was, but the main event. We dreamt all the possibilities, and this is what we got. And it really happened. And Frank, you and I, we fought till the bitter end, not against each other, but like, oh, this will happen. No, and then Punk will get into the main event somehow. <laughs> it never happened. We got Cole versus MJF. That's what we got. And then you said Punk's going to come out. They're going to hold up the title, and then that's going to be your main event of All Out. Because that's mm -hmm. smart, but that didn't happen. So what we're getting is Adam Cole, MJF, can't continue to TBD or whatever the word is, TBC. To BKT. be determined, TBD. Yeah, yeah we to can do determined. that. You got it. Uh, <laughs> or to be continued. Anyway. Well, TBD is a thing, so let's go with that one. Right. Yo, I want to understand, though, the Arlington, Texas, WrestleMania 32, 101,000 marked attendance. What What is the yeah. difference? I'm genuinely they curious. They were paid. They were paid off. Paid attendance, yeah, because it's like ninety-one thousand attendance for all Vince in. Paid, Vince paid, 80, 
it's 81,000 paid attendance, 90,000 all in attendance. Right. So like, that's what they're saying. Like, there's a difference. We're like, that was by that's the one by local police where they confirmed it was eighty thousand point something. That's why oh, the, the number what, is the um, Arlington one in WrestleMania yeah, thirty two. Yeah, Arlington one, yeah. Where the, the the WrestleMania three, which they say now is really actually it was like seventy eight thousand, is because the venue couldn't hold eighty thousand people. Ninety three so like, so was the back. yeah exactly. Plane, like, they were right? like it's impossible. This show wouldn't even have happened if that many people were in the building. So that when they would look back and they furthered analysis, they were they're saying it's actually probably around seventy eight thousand with like another five thousand like in attendance paid. Mm. Crazy. I mean, MJF Adam Cole is definitely bigger than Hogan Andre. So it is, dude. You gotta it deal is. with it. I'm sorry. It is. I know. And it also, MJF is taller than Andre because <laughs> all, all, all those so stop talking about his heights and being cruiserweight because we don't know. Right. He's bigger, better, better. I don't even care about the little things. It's just I'm I can't look at this dude, man. Well, listen, I want to I'm hear retiring from final the thoughts. Officially. Yeah, well, well, you can't do it. You got a, you got a job next week here. Retiring. Um, I want to hear your final thoughts and your rating on the show because this we drug this out about as long as uh, they're going to drag out this Possibly, whole yeah, MJF yeah. main event uh, <laughs> or feud. Go for it, Frank. I, I'm all right. I'll, I'll say it. I'm giving it a six point five out of ten overall, just because I did have fun. I did enjoy it. Hung out with the buds. Um, it was. I mostly enjoyed everything. I think Osprey and Jericho, FTR, um, and the Bucks, Punk, Joe, and the women's four way was worth the price of admission for me personally. Mm. And then, and then there's a few fun matches, right? So like, I think those are the four standouts and then a few fun ones, a few ones that I had fun, then a few that I was down on. And to me, that reads a, a good pay-per-view viewing experience, right? So that's where I'm at. I'm not going to overly crown it. I thought it was a good show. I don't think it was their best show, but I think it was a very solid show for them throughout where sometimes there's like, oh, well, obviously you guys thought there was extreme stinkers. I, you know, I felt less so. I just did not, uh, me not liking things and MJF and Cole, especially, and then the House of Black result really killed, crushed those ratings for me in terms of their matches. But that's where I'm at. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it, had fun. It was crazy spectacle. And I'm excited for them to do it again. This was WrestleMania one. We'll see what WrestleMania two looks like, you know? I can't, I cannot believe that we're going to call this one the WrestleMania because. <laughs> Forget the, the results in the card, but I don't like them going right back to Wembley. Why didn't they do all out Japan next year, all out somewhere else? Do you like them going the, right back? They're the number one the show. Thing? Why does WrestleMania do WrestleMania in the United States every year? Because they're number oh, one. No, I, I know. You know and they're they're number arena, one in the UK. Though. Like the same exact thing. I didn't like that. Yeah, I get that. But like, that's the arena over there. You know what I mean? To be fair. You know what I mean? There's some new stadiums, though. Tottenham Hotspurs a Stadium is supposed to be this beautiful stadium, which I hate them. But like, it's supposed to be a crazy stadium, you know, and eventually. But is it always going to be a London event, do you think? Or this will be all out Australia one day or all out. Or I'm sorry, all in. I think I think it I think it could be, you know what I mean. But like we'll see, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I think your the odds are you're gonna get a UK focused venue if they ever do change though, right? Like it's not gonna just be I don't know about Australia, right, or India, right? Because you could do, you know, but not you gotta, all you in, go not all in Kansas City or all in sure, Seattle. No, exactly. Yeah, maybe not yet. Maybe that's what they build to in 15 years or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If they could, if they could get to like that point in the states, you know. But um, it's like anything. Okay. You got to go where the market's strong, right? WWE's doing a show in India with the biggest population of all, and they're doing a like a 5,000 seat arena. You know what I mean? It's just like because there's there's not that 
demand to see them there, you know? And it's like, so we'll see. And we know the WWE sells tickets. They if anything, they sell tickets. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of like and the fact that in India they're struggling and there's a, there's 5 billion people over just in India, you know, it's just like you go where the money's at. They're number one in the UK. I, I get it why they go back to the UK, but. Well, you don't think WWE would sell out Wembley if they I ran know, it? I think they would. I think they would now. Yeah. Especially today. I think they would. Yeah, I think they're big there. I'm just saying AEW's market is there. That's why WWE only does WrestleMania in the States, though, and they'll book them three times because they know it's a guaranteed banger. You know, right. they sold 90,000 tickets for over two nights for Philly. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, and we don't know. And that's, that card is likely going to suck. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like they sell tickets, you know, but they go where the bread is buttered. And right now, AEW's crushing in the UK. So I get it. You know, I get it. They look at their, their highest attendance was 20,000 in the States. You know right. what I'm saying? Or something around there. At Arthur Ashe. So it's so you don't think if they would have marketed all in uh Chicago Soldier Field or something like that, they would have sold it out. Not Chicago. They're they're brutalizing that Chicago market. I think that's a they need to oh oh, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're killing it. They did dude, they're gonna have five shows in the last like four months in Chicago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Including a pay-per-view and dynamite or whatever. So whatever that market said, I think eventually you could get there, Mm -hmm. but it had you have to have that combination kind of like an untapped market who's desperate for the show. You know what I mean? Plus, you know, some speculation about like what's actually going to be on the card, you know, because nobody really knew. And I think that added to the intrigue of this one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people were very salty once they heard. Duke, rating, final thoughts on the show. Ex- viewing experience, 10 out of 10. I had a great time with you guys. It was awesome. Got to see the new place. Uh, the show. Three out of 10 for anybody that enjoyed it, man, more power to you. Like, I don't hate watch things. I want to watch stuff (laughs) and enjoy it. You know, like I'm a pro wrestling fan my whole life. It's just I feel like this, what is happening in pro wrestling right now, it might just be it might just be over for your boy because I just I don't enjoy it anymore. I just don't. And uh, this didn't. This didn't help. So I enjoyed aspects of this show for sure. It was great to see AEW grow. Of course, I wanted to grow. I wanted to be huge and be as big as WWE. But overall, the show didn't do it for me. If it did, congratulations. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I mean that. So, yeah, and I want to come back to you and uh, both of you guys in a minute. But I, I, I will give my three and a half out of ten rating as well. The main event, I, I had some inkling of hope that it could help me feel the importance, but I I have to sum up the show and I want to hear from you guys, sum it up in a few words or at least in one word or something like that. It just didn't feel as big as it should have on this scale of a stage. And I do blame the main event maybe, but um, if I would sum it up in a word, it sounds bad, but for me, it's a waste. I feel like they wasted a golden opportunity to be, a legendary company now financially maybe that'll happen but they could have stamped something and i feel like it was a waste of talented wrestlers and i didn't waste money i'm glad we got the hang i just feel like the the like the lasting impression i got was like man that was a waste that's just how i felt i you guys I think agree, like one word or a couple words well mine would be two missed opportunity which is Here's probably in the minority john boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's where I'll push back on you, John Boy, just because when we rewatched WrestleMania 1 for like our first show, 
admittedly, that show sucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Almost top to bottom. It I, I rated the it higher. Had a, the main event had an actor and, a, and Hulk Hogan was in a tag team match, right? You know what I mean? So it's like when we look at that, but we don't look at it that way anymore. You know what I mean? And I think there's going to be a lot of that type of uh, energy like with this, especially some of the matches specifically, maybe not the whole card, but like I think we'll look back on Joe and Punk and 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 Osprey and mm-hmm. Jericho and FTR. You say that, but it's only been a few days. So it's sort of like we won't in years, you know what I mean? We we look back at that perfect uh that that Survivor Series match and we think it's one of the greatest matches we ever saw, right? Or whatever pay-per-view we King of the Ring, yeah. King of the Ring. King of the Ring, yeah. Um you know but I mean? gave WrestleMania like, one in our Big Bang episode. I gave that a five point eight out of ten. I just pulled it up. I, I still like that show because I look back on it. It was seeing a vision come to life, and hit, and seeing them hit a grand slam. AEW has the ability to well, have. How, how did they not hit a grand, grand slam, slam though? AEW because you you just they sold. They have the highest attendance show of all time. I'm the just saying the quality, not the not the quantity. I'm just saying though, but like the quality of WrestleMania one was not good. To me, you're it saying was. they hit a grand slam, but to me, it was. Well, well I guess, but, but we're not going to be able to talk about it then because it wasn't good. We talked about when, uh, the the women's match being the best match on the show. You know what I mean? And wrestling it's like, match, yeah. Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but it's sort of like it's not a it's not a missed opportunity for them. If anything, they're doing they're doing Wembley again. It shows that it was a home run. But if it hit. was a home run hit, you would come to America and do. Chicago, uh, do Philadelphia? Why, why would you go? Why would you do Philadelphia? Why would you go to a smaller arena, potentially sell way less tickets? You can't even get that many people in when you know you could do Wembley and sell eighty something plus again. Why would sell you do out that? The Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. So less people. There's there's stadiums they in America only, that cover. I only like two. There's only like two. I want to like clarify two. though. When I say missed opportunity, I know that's me mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan. Yeah, because bro. The shit that we hate on WWE, right? It's the numbers. best business ever right now. Yeah, I'm so saying like, the quality though as well. The quality. Do you like WrestleMania one or do you like? Did you which one? I watched WrestleMania one over this all day long. Do you think this past WrestleMania was a disappointment? Other than Cody losing, obviously that fucks. Absolutely, well. it was a disappointment. I'm yeah, asking John Boy though. Uh, I'm asking John Boy really as being there. Um... That's what I'm saying. You know, it's not because they did. They did it. They did the business. And you hated that show. You didn't text me for a week. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, you know, and it's sort of like, but you don't think it was a failure. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like, but quality got, I understand where you're coming from with the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I understand yeah. where we're coming from the matches. And we all agree. But it's just sort of like, well, I like some more than you guys, but whatever. I understand where you're coming from. But it's just like, if it's a miss, it's sort of like, no, it's not a miss. It's not a miss. And guess I what? I don't feel the like majority this is their of the fans. Way. I know. They're their best know, presentation of what it could but like, be. But their fans do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. their fans do. That's what, you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying. Like we are yeah, yeah. in a minority as For far sure. as like what we want and what we like. But like yeah. business wise, dude, read, open up Twitter, dude. Mm-hmm. They crowned it. It's mm-hmm. crowned the X. I, I mean, the I X hear you. Post, and when bro. I say waste, I said it sounds like a derogatory way. Like, you know, it's a bad word. But waste is to me the way I would have loved to see this come to life because we had the yeah. vision stadium show omega punk all this stuff and i'm just like damn this was it this was your number one that's all in two though yeah you know what i mean is it still a waste we just got to manifest this brothers yeah yeah exactly like you know and like if it happens at wrestlemania i'm gonna wrestlemania too if it happens at all in two bundy versus hogan uh, baby 
WrestleMania you know? two and exactly. Cage. Exactly. That's Cage how. That's what. Match, that's bro. what Vince. That's what Vince followed up that block. Yeah, but AEW has the roster with. to do better. John Boy, I get it, but and it's but like sometimes things don't work out, right? Like WWE's always had the best roster, period, and it never works out the way we literally never works out the way we want it to, you know. And it's like, and yeah. it is what it is, you know. I mean, like it's just the wrestling business, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I and I think AEW is uh, judged like way more critically than like than WWE, and like maybe rightfully so, but because they put out good shit, you know what I mean? But it is what it is, you know. Do you think this Huge was better success. than SummerSlam '92? Um, no, I mean, they're different things to me. You know what I mean? But like, I don't think this was the best wrestling show of all time. You know what I mean? Would I have rather been at SummerSlam 92 or this? If Bret Hart's not in that match, I'd rather have been at this. Wow, of course. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but so it's like that whole card though. Like, I don't really like that, that SummerSlam that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of like, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. I don't know. We'll see as yeah. as time. Listen, this is gonna on. be a debate for life. This is our this is a debate for life now. Wrestle, you know, uh, all in one, you know, and <laughs> what people think of it because the internet, it, it, the internet is saying it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Like they, they did, and it. I said that, and they I said that to you, John Boy. If you remember, I said it's gonna be like those Forbidden Door pay per views where I was like, nobody mm -hmm. likes to build, and then the show happened. They love. Like, this it. is the greatest wrestling show I've ever seen. You know, and I don't even like agree with that with those Forbidden Door shows and or this, but you know, I don't oh. think it's so. I'm not waving the white flag like Lucas is here. I'll say that much. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not that. Look, I'm not that delusional to think I'm going to wave the white flag. I, I want to retire, but I can't because it's you know it's in my blood. It's in your blood. Um, I just I'm a little down on this right now because I've invested time and money into AEW and I like it. Like deep down, I want it to succeed. I'm just disappointed that this is what we got. I but I'm in the minority. Too. I just look. They're succeeding. Not sure. I don't want to watch I, comedy act in the main event. It's not. It's, it's not what I wanted. Wah wah wah. Like I'm. I'm. I'm just a crying ass hater ass bitch, right? But fans yep. are That's getting what, what they want, are, though, bro. That's what wrestling yep. fans are. So it's not just you. It's all of us. Tune yeah, in right. to Peacock this Saturday for WWE Payback. Oh yeah, is that right? Oh yeah. oh yeah, Seth Rollins facing Shinsuke Nakamura for the oh, that's cool. Championship. Yes. Mm. And then we got oh, All man. Out on Sunday. Uh, we got payback and then all out, pal. <laughs> yeah, Get your I'll be, checkbook I'll be out. You gotta. Um, there it is. Yeah, it'll be fun. You guys, let me know. I'm gonna be watching 70s, 80s, and 90s. Peace. <laughs> Damn. Listen, this has been no Duke soul for the East West set. Correction. Duke walked upset. He he waved the white flag. Frank's sitting he here trying. Out. <laughs> he packed, Duke packed his ball and went home. Yeah, he That's did. It. Just <laughs> like Austin, and Austin was right when he did. Damn it. He's not doing business. <laughs> Duke, you're not doing business. Um I'm not doing business anymore. He this was a tough business, one, man. This is a it's a <laughs> it's a polarizing um polarizing thing, wrestling. You know, it's so weird how for some fucking stupid reason, right? You know what I mean? It's like so... who cares? Exactly. It's like we I will literally be in my room rage texting John Tucci and I don't hate his guts. You know what I mean? I you know, I don't hate his guts. I love you, And bro. I probably should for some of his wrestling takes, but we it is what it is, just wrestling. I know. And what's funny is oh, also... Oh, believe me, like, I was laughing during... Yeah. The, you know what I mean? During the yeah, show. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, the thing is, like, it, it's sad to me. It makes me sad that, like, this is what, what I love has become. Well, you're left That's out. You feel left out. Yeah, it's not for me anymore, you know? 
So I don't, one thing I want to say as we get out of here, just to wrap it back to the beginning, Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, RIP. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure as we go on with the pod, like I, I, I want to do my best to like not <laughs> like go hard on on these talents because I feel it's it's like, you know, I was pretty I was pretty rough on Bray Wyatt's run at the end there. And I, who gives a shit? But yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen, dude, okay, I like I, I like that you guys go hard on them. It's it's real. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like it's what we feel, you know? And it's like Bray Wyatt, listen, unfortunately, but it doesn't mean we have to like every single moment of, mm-hmm. of everything he's done. You know what I mean? To wish him good health and, you know, a prosperous mm-hmm. future. You know, and it's like right. I wish that for everybody. And it's sort of like it's sad. Um, but like we what we do is we keep it real, you know, and we're not just Simon Miller's of the world, just everything's positive. Pete, you know what I mean? I was that guy today. You know what I mean? But it's like, but it, but even my He's version of positive Pete, again. You're, you're still shades of gray. Of positive though. Pete was like roasting the hell out of a main event of their, their biggest show. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like, it is what it is. It's just Gotta being all real. We're not going to bow down to the opinions of the internet just because right. it's popular, right? And that's what I like. So it's like, if you bury AEW every day, I'll be here to argue with you about it, you know? And that's mm-hmm. that. And that's how it's going to be going forward. We'll see what happens with All Out. We got payback. The world goes on. The world spins. MJF still your champion in the biggest wrestling show of all time. Like it or not. Count the tickets. It's official. And that's the bottom line. Frank, you got to hit it. He's waving the white flag. Because no soul said so. (laughs) 